is good to be a gangster. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Headlong into Monsters, the ADHD of horror movie podcasts. We are your deadly duo of elderly emos. I am Ragul, coming at you from beautiful Tuolumne, Utah. And with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host from down in Arkansas way, Barely Ashley. Ashley, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Are we good? Oh, yeah. We can, yeah, we can hear you. We are switching a format tonight sort of so i'm all discombobulated yeah but, we're using a, a software we haven't used in a better part of eight months right but it's worth it for the guests that we have on here so yes <laughs> uh yeah i'm doing good well i'm glad you're doing good is it is it cold over there for you right now it's it's cold as hell over here so it was cold yesterday but today it's warm again because we're supposed to have tornadoes tomorrow. So like a storm front is moving in. So it's back up in the late 70s. So December tornadoes. Good thing we're doing this tonight, not tomorrow night. Yeah, no shit. Well, also, you have a party to go to tomorrow night, right? Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. Oh, that's where I have a party to go to tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, on this podcast, we talk about horror movies and horror happenings. This is a spoiler podcast, and we do spoil everything about the movies we cover. So with that in mind, we advise you listen at your own risk if you don't want to be spoiled. So uh, don't fuck in a toy store and gather around the Christmas as we unwrap the annual bag of dicks and join us as we dive headlong into monsters. This is episode 48, and today we'll be covering Christmas Bloody Christmas all through the house 2015 and a Christmas horror story. But before we get into that, Ashley, will you care to introduce our guest for the episode? We have returning with us our horror Christmas horror aficionado and my arch nemesis, Mr. Horror Movie Fanboy Brian Scott. I'm really happy you're back with us. Howdy, guys. I'm happy to be back. Our third year in a row talking Christmas horror. Yes. It and really I got a bone like a tradition. I got a I got a bone to pick with you, Ashley. You call me your nemesis. Well, I noticed in the last episode you didn't give Dr. Shock any crap at all when he went on and on about how good Rob Zombie's movies are. I'm like, I was waiting for Ashley to chime in and be like, I hate that guy. No, not a peep. I can't help it. Dave is a sweetie. Also, I we, we yeah. I feel like Ashley didn't want to push Dave too hard because we did just make him watch TCM4. Yeah. So that that is true. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take a poor guy. Actually, I like that movie, actually, but him, definitely not so much. He. He didn't relent on it. He, it actually got worse for him. Yeah, I'm surprised. Because <laughs> you know he went into it with the, the lowest expectations on a rewatch. So how could we get even lower than his hatred yet? <laughs> oh, I understand how it can get worse because somehow that's my experience with Sharks of the Corn. So. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a funny review you guys had of that. For sure. I'll have you know there are people I know that think that movie is top tier. That'd be my mom because she, <laughs> yeah, she watches, she's seen every crappy shark movie out there. And there's a lot of them, guys. And I, I should have asked her if she'd seen that one. I bet she has. If she hasn't, invite her to watch it for me so I can get another victim. No, I will. Oh, she'll watch it. Yeah. Heck, I'll text her here in a couple of minutes. I'll be like, hey, watch Shocks of the Corn. Maybe she'll get back to us before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I watched it because I know she 
if she watched Santa Jaws, she, I guarantee she's probably watched Sharks Look already. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I really need this to be a thing that's happening. It is happening, and I don't know why you need it to happen. <laughs> it makes my soul sad. I know I listened to the episode, Ashley, but I mean, I can't exactly remember your your wording on it, but do you? I know you know it's not a great made movie, but do you actually like the movie a lot, or do you just like to torture people with it? It is my gift to everyone. She just like to torture everybody. Okay. That's such a <laughs> bullshit answer, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some people have have been okay with it. Have been re- relatively fine with the movie. Some She'll probably like so it. Much. Like one time, I it was like some podcast I was on. They were talking about sharks or something, and I'm a mom sent like a list of shark movies seen. She was throwing stuff out there like sand sharks, so like sharks in a desert, which that's that's almost as bad as sharks. Like you know, a shark is not surviving the desert, obviously. So these shark movies go so off the rails. It's like almost like a joke, a running gag now. Who can make the weirdest, dumbest shark movie? Because people watch them. They really watch them. There's an audience for these movies. Jeff Whitmire on Twitter loves them. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do. Hell, if they weren't making money, I mean, they wouldn't keep making them. So now that Sci-Fi Channel really isn't a thing, you know, cable's hardly a thing anymore. You know, that's where a lot of these kind of premiered originally with Sci-Fi Channel probably back then. I just... Where they I just, make... Yeah. I, I, I can't. I wish I could enjoy these movies. I do <laughs> love watching some movies that are so bad they're good. But... And, and granted, some of the shark movies are so bad they're good. But, but, but not Sharks of the Court. It's just bad. I haven't oh, seen it. Actually, I've not seen it. Oh, Brian, come on. But I, I was fine with letting you guys spoil it. I'm still listening to the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, honestly, Brian, you you don't ever watch it. Don't ever watch it. Whatever we talked about, which I don't remember because my PTSD has blocked it from my memory. Uh, whatever we talked about, just, just li- have that be your experience of the movie. No, you should watch all of what was it? How long? 81 minutes? 91 minutes? A uh, hundred and four oh. minutes. Oh, a hundred and four minutes. Oh, yeah, Dave knew that exact number. because I think he was counting it down. Is this almost over yet? As he's watching it. Uh, I was. I, I had that sentiment before the credits, opening credits, send it. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was terrible. Anyway, it, uh, we should probably move on to the things we're here to talk about. Uh, Ashley, I know that we recently, I, I recently just barely earlier this week put out our other two episodes. Do we have any listener feedback? Do you want to throw that out this episode or do you want to save it for the next one? Not yet. We don't have any. Okay. We have like one. So yeah, let's let some people get Get it into their ears first. Okay, let it infect their ear holes. I like the way you worded that. Um, 
So uh, I do have a little bit of listener feedback, a direct message from good friend and for a uh, good friend of the show and personal friend of mine, uh, Ryan, uh, Grandpa Grunch himself. Uh, he said uh, he knew we were recording tonight and he just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and hope that everyone's doing good. Uh, shout out. Uh, he wanted to shout out uh, to you, uh, Brian, specifically. Uh, but generally, he just wishes everyone good cheer, especially during this uh, these coldest months of the year. Um, so thank you, Ryan. Freaking love you, dog. You talking Ryan Bratton? Yeah, Ryan Bratton. Um, yeah. Oh, love yeah. We Ryan. we we chat quite a bit on uh, Twitter messages. I love that guy. Yeah, me too. I'm going to I'm going to be bunking with him uh, for Orahound. We're going to be uh, sharing a, a hotel room. I'm so excited, man. That'll be fun. Wait, Horrorhound, isn't that out east? Yeah, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. It's a long trip for you. Yeah, but it's worth it, dog, because it's the only time I get to see some of these people in person. And honestly, I'm I'm more excited to see like other people, like my friends that I interact with online, than I am to see like um the 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 horror celebrities. Almost, you know, so like I, yeah. I'm more excited to see like uh Greg and Ryan and Ash, uh Kristen. I'm I'm excited to see these guys again because I freaking love them. They're some of my favorite people on the freaking planet. You know what? Great. I'm so tempted to drive up there for just one day. You totally yeah, should, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Really considering it. Because Caroline's birthday falls yeah. differently this year. I actually considered it last year when some people were going up there because I'm near Ashley. So what is it? Maybe like a six hour drive for us. I don't even know. Maybe Yours would be closer to six hours. Probably. Yeah. You'll be more like, you'd be more like eight probably from or at least maybe nine. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking a plane. Screw that noise. Yeah. You're way too far West for uh, Look, drive. Planes are not nice to tall people. My well, good thing I'm short as fuck. Literally, man. get bruised every time I fly. Would I, you I, see? I don't even have to put my seat back to have leg room. I thought on my ride to Vegas, I I used Spirit, which like I don't normally do that, but it was the only one going to Vegas, and that was like I don't even know how I physically fit there, but my knees were bruised. Spirit, I think that's the airline where you see all the videos of like the public freakouts. Everybody takes Spirit, freaks out. Spirit is the bargain basement uh, airline. Yeah. yeah. I believe I just saw a video where somebody uh, relieved themselves in the aisle. Because I couldn't <laughs> go to the bathroom. Does not surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> that well. sounds horrifying. I'm sorry if that that happened to anyone. Oh, it happened. And I don't think it was the first time it's happened on Spirit Flight. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> That's probably very true. Russ. Well, I think we should move on to some horror happenings then. Oh, shit. I don't have my soundboard on this thing. Damn no. it. <laughs> oh, this whole, whole thing's going off the rails. I screwed everything up because we did. I'm a fossil, so it kind of matches that I don't have a. That's why they had to use old software that Raul mentioned, because I'm not tech savvy like you youngins. And then uh, 
and then you and we can't do the horror trivia. Darn it, Morgan, poor Morgan, spend all our time making it. They will get together and do it sometime. Well, we're, we're, Brian, we're definitely going to have to have you back. We'll just do. Maybe we'll just do a couple rounds of horror trivia. Listeners, get back to us if you want. If you want us to do just maybe an, an episode where we play like a, like two or three rounds of horror trivia, let us know because I think that'd be pretty fun. Oh, wouldn't that be fun to have like I don't know, like your last five guests on an episode just for a couple rounds of horror trivia? I think that you would know, be a cool little thing. Absolutely. You know who would be one hundred percent down would be Greg Bazzelli. Oh I, yeah, I, I I joined him on a podcast once, and uh, I have Greg Bazzelli on, have Ryan Bratton on. Us five could do a round of couple round couple of rounds for a trivia. Maybe. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that would and be I really beat fun. Everyone's ass. Uh, you want that? Okay. Well, I mean, you you are like fifty percent the winner. Uh, no, actually, you know what? There wasn't a clear winner last time, so you are technically still the reigning champion. <laughs> Yep. I love that was so funny last time, the last episode, the, the Charles Lee Ray question, because I'm still on Raul's side. He got screwed on that first one whenever, I mean, he got screwed on that. Well, I remember the exact uh, wording of the question, but it was who possessed, was it? Who oh, was yeah. Our, who was our, the original killer in Child's Play? Yeah. And he said yeah. Charles Lee Ray. And the answer was Chucky. But I, I'm on Raul's side. He was right. I mean, without yeah. Charles, without Charles Lee Ray, there would be a, have been no killer. Mm-hmm. See, I knew someone would be on my side. Vin, vindiction? No, not vind, uh, vindication. Valid, vindication. That Damn dashboard it. song. Yeah. <laughs> Vindicated. Right. I am selfish. I am wrong. Okay. Or the elderly emo. Sometimes you have That's to right. sing Dashboard Confessional on your podcast. Mm-hmm. So can, Car- you know. can Caroline hear us right now? Yeah. She looks like okay because she's like right in front of the TV position, perfectly like the ring. Because when she first walked up, she fir- when she first walked up behind you, she had her hands up like this, coming at you. I'm like, oh gosh, who's <laughs> that? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Also, she was coming from a dark hallway. It was kind of like you only really saw her silhouette, and I was like, oh shit, that's I, looks kind of creepy. <laughs> I know. I thought she, I thought she was coming up to try to like jump scare you. So <laughs> she's so happy at that <laughs> she's like i'm creepy it was it well, was I, pretty it was it looked pretty freaking awesome uh yeah. real quick let's keep let's keep uh this party train moving let's jump into some horror happenings horror happenings um Ashley, you know the drill. Let's start with Brian. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, happening. how are your no. horrors been happening, dog? They're always happening. Is it okay? So is this segment? Uh, what have we been watching lately? Or reading? Yeah, what have you been watching? We're just okay. any ex- uh, horror stuff you've been ingesting. Well, horror. Well, you know, a funny thing, not movie wise, horror wise, is I just recorded with LOC a couple episodes about frogging. Do you know what frogging is? I it's sure where do. Somebody, yeah, it's where somebody I lives know. in your house and you don't know it. Like uh, somebody living in your attic or your basement or crawl space and you don't I know it. I didn't know there was a word for that. I didn't either. I did not either until they told me about it. 
And so, okay, right now my mom's selling her house and she moved into like this independent living situation. And so I've been over there like daily cleaning out her house and everything. So I staged a blanket pillow in the basement and made a video oh, going no. down. But then the next day, my buddy was helping me clear out the house. And I said, hey, we go lay in the basement. Don't ask. Just go lay in the basement on this pillow and let me record you. Just don't say anything. Act like you're sleeping. Then I made a video like I discovered somebody sleeping in the basement. And I sent a bunch of people the video. And they believed me. They freaked out about it. Oh, it was the greatest prank ever. Because, like, my mom's basement is creepy. This is a house built in, like, 76. So, I mean, it was, it did look scary. I'll send you guys a video. Yeah, it was yeah pretty I'd love creepy. to see it. But, I mean, like, what you're describing, that sounds really cool. Frogging in reality sounds like a freaking nightmare. Like, hard pass okay. to all of that. No, thank you. Hell, yeah. I agree. But then, as far as movie-wise, let's see. I knew this segment was coming up. So, you know, I listen to you guys' podcast. And... Today, I watched a movie that just hit Netflix today. Now, this one's only horror-adjacent thriller. It's called Leave the World Behind. Have you ever heard of this movie? I have not, no. It, it came straight to Netflix, a big cast, like Ethan Hawke, uh, um, uh, Julia Roberts. I can't even remember everybody in it. There's a lot of really good actors in it. They were the main couple, like parents. And it's like, what would happen? This isn't a spoiler because this is the whole movie. What's about? What would happen if there's a cyber attack on our country and everything shut down? And man, this movie is chilling. It's a thriller drama, but it really—it's so intense, man. This movie is intense. I really suggest anybody go out and watch this movie if you're a horror fan because there's enough horror in it. It more focuses on like, you know flushing out the characters showing more character development because like how would how would a family react to those type of situation so then i went and saw thanksgiving in the theater first time i got to go to the theater in so long it's so hard to get out of the house here <clears throat> have you guys seen thanksgiving yet hell yeah great awesome. have, raul i know you didn't as of that episode but have you now no, by the time I had time, it was no longer playing in the movie theater near me. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Because, you know, they said because of it's made by like Sony or whatever company made it, that they own the rights and it, it's going to come to you can't even like rent it when it comes to streaming. It's going to be held out for like four months till Netflix. So oh, hopefully you can. Yes. Now, that's not 100% confirmed, but that's what they projected. Because I really want to watch it again. I loved this movie. It was really good. And then last two real quick, you guys may have seen a straight to streamer was totally killer on prime. Has any guys seen that one? Uh, I haven't, but I've heard it's really good. It is picture. Raul of you. Totally no, it's killer. on my short list. I, I keep meaning to watch it. It's, it's on my short list of movies to get to before the year's over. I just haven't had the time. It will be on your top 10, so I suggest watching it. Oh, it's, dear. Imagine Back to the Future meets like a slasher movie. Like, it's pretty good. Like, Scream meets like Back to the Future or something like that, let's say. It's pretty good. And then the last one is a Shudder original, a subtitle movie that is very dark. Raul's going to love it. Hopefully, you guys have seen When Evil Lurks 2023. 
Have you guys seen that? When Evil Lurks? I have not yet. I have heard about it. Oh, yeah. Raul, have you? I started it this morning and I oh, got this about morning. Oh. Th- uh, this morning. And then I had to go to class, but I started it this morning and I got maybe 38 minutes in and I am loving what I am watching. And it just gets more and more intense by before the end of it, man. You're going to love this movie. It's it's kind of extreme horror. So, you know, Raul is going to love it. Raul, Ashley's probably going to hate it, but man, <laughs> it's, it's an, it's an, it's an intense violent movie let's put it that way i'll leave it at that so that's what i've been watching honestly it's on my short list of movies to watch tomorrow uh yeah yeah message me and let me know what you think about it because i think you're gonna like it raul oh i'm almost positive i'll be over the moon about it yeah just a really original kind of an original idea and you know, maybe some people may say the ending doesn't really stick. The ending, I think it does. Oh, but... no, 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 no! I'm gonna cut you off right there, Brian. No spoilers, no, 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 dog. No, 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 no! I'm not saying spoilers. I'm just saying. Uh, no that, vibes uh, either. No, I'll just no. Watch it and let me know what you think. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, is that was that all you had uh, for horror happenings? Yeah, I mean, I could list 800 million movies, but. You know, gotta yeah. gotta keep the gotta keep the ball rolling. I mean, That's you know me, Mister Positive. You want me to tell you a movie that I was a little disappointed in real fast? Exorcist, yeah, 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 go for it. Exorcist Believer. I don't know if you guys watched that. I I, I was, did watch that. I didn't think it was bad, but I thought it could have been better because the first half was better than the second half. Before they even got to the exorcism parts, but the exorcism parts should have been the highlight of the movie, but. You know, the beginning, like, true crime aspect, you know, in the woods and everything, I found more enjoyable and well-made than the second half. So I wasn't huge on that movie, but it was still worth a watch. I mean. Ashley, have you seen Exorcist Believer? That movie made me fall asleep. I am not just. I fell asleep. Oh, so bored. Sounds like Raul liked it, then. That's one of my four happenings. Okay, I I know this isn't okay. So, l- listeners, I know this isn't a movie that we're officially reviewing right now, but I feel like this conversation is going to divulge into spoiler territory. So maybe just tune out for a couple minutes, um, because I I kind of want to hash some things out with these two. Um, r- real real quick, guys, uh, what what was it that was either boring or disappointing about the movie? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Like, that was. I don't even know. Just the way it was shot, the dialogue, the music, the nothing happening for long periods of time, just made me sleepy, and I fell asleep. For me, it was the first half was well made. So if you fall asleep in the first half, you're gonna hate the second half, and the underuse of Ellen Burstyn the original mom from Exorcist 73 or whatever. I, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to go into full spoilers here real fast, hopefully people are tuned out. I'm going to say a spoiler right now. Okay. She comes in the room and then acts like she's an exorcist dealing with the girls. And it's like, 
bitch, you weren't even in the room for the first movie exorcism. <laughs> like what makes you an ex what makes you an expert now? And then at the end, does she have some type of telekinetic connection to the girls while she's in that bed? Because I just didn't get that. And then um one last thing I'll say is the voices on the when they're ex when you know the possessed girls, the voices sounded very like digitalized. And it's like, man, they could they did it so much better fifty years ago. You would think it you'd be able to improve on those type of aspects of the movie. And I don't think they did it at all, in my opinion. So it was more about like how the movie was made and is more than I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just it didn't maybe my expectations were way too high going into it. I don't know. But what do you like about it, Raul? Um, well, I, I didn't think the pace was slow because when you think about it, the original movie has a pretty long runtime and it only really starts kicking off also within like the may the last maybe 25, 30 minutes of the movie. So, and there's like a lot of exposition, a lot of intrigue, a lot of other stuff that like today and age would people would kind of see as a slower pace, more deliberately paced movie. And I think they were just kind of paying homage to the feel of the original movie. So I'm not going to say that it was slow. I'm going to, you know, it was deliberately paced. Um, but one thing that I absolutely loved about it um, was that it was pretty unforgiving as far as like the loss of life and the taking of innocence. I thought that was really cool. Um also, it wasn't just one religion. Like it wasn't like the first movie. It's like, um, you know, the Catholic Church rolls in like fucking superheroes in the age of Ultron, and and you know, vanquishes his demon after taking a few licks and and whatnot. Like there was different beliefs and and uh, theological conversations. Um, between different practicing beliefs. And I thought that was really cool. And in fact, Catholicism kind of took a backseat to these other things and these other beliefs and religions. Um, and yeah. it, 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 it did kind of seem like, um, like maybe the other religions in the room were just kind of holding back. And it, it seemed like the priest, the Catholic priest, you know, he's, he's, waiting to do his thing. It, it, it felt like, like, Oh, he's going to get in there and he's going to lay waste to this motherfucker. And, and the demon's going to be expelled and all this whatnot. It kind of felt like that's what it was setting up. But when he walks in the room, homeboy doesn't last more than three minutes before he gets, you know, corkscrewed around. <laughs> and I thought that was awesome because it was like subverting expectations in the best possible way. And, and, you know, oh, like the, the, the ending I thought was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it because it wasn't the, the ending of the original. It wasn't, you know, like, oh, the evil's vanquished and everyone gets to move on with their lives, except for, you know, the one priest that's super dead and the other priest that's super dead. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, the, the innocence of this possessed girl, you know, she gets to, you know, move on with her life because, I mean, like I said, we're in spoiler territory. Not both girls make it. You know, I didn't think of it that way. I'll, I'll keep that in mind when I rewatch it. And I myself, I didn't think it, I didn't mind that it was a slow burn beginning before even getting to like the possession. 
like I said, I thought the first half was the better half. So, I mean, that wasn't a complaint of mine at all. You know, the whole kids missing in the woods type stuff. Like, I liked all that. But, like I said, I didn't hate it. It just, I, I just, I had so much high expectations going into it because I loved Exorcist so much. Hey, it beats The Heretic Part 2, doesn't it? I would have to watch, like, I mean, I'm going to rewatch it because I fell asleep, but maybe during the day I'll rewatch it. Yeah, give, give it, give it another chance. Opinion. Pop a Red Bull, you know, whatever you got to do to stay awake, you know? <laughs> and yes, Brian. does the opposite effect to my brain. Mm. Brian, you're absolutely right, though. Uh, Heretic 2 is is hot garbage. Also exploiting uh, Linda Blair when she was like, was it 16 when she filmed that movie, right? I want to say. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How, I can't remember how many years after. She may have been. I, I don't remember. How many years after part one it was made? She wasn't she wasn't eighteen. I remember that. I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just so hard to top, you know, 73's exorcist. It really is. So I mean anything somebody's gonna like almost like most franchises, it's hard to top the first one. So I shouldn't have went in with such high expectations. But I mean, I still liked it, you know. I just didn't love it. As much as the last four movies I mentioned, so. Now I, I can see that, and I will admit that the use of of the mother from the original movie was uh, poorly used, and the fact, and they, you know, they they add in Linda Blair at the very very end. And Whoa! I spoiler. Thought, well, we're okay, we're, but we're here. <laughs> I know. I was just hoping Ashley like, wouldn't have known that. <laughs> that that part was awesome, Raul. When she walks into the uh, hospital room, I'm like, yes, Reagan's here. This is awesome. I was not that, expecting that, that. That was really cool. Um, But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it again. I'm excited to, to own the, the that movie. And honestly, I can see it making my top 10 of the year. I, I enjoyed it that much. Wow. What, 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 okay, what, what would you rate it? Because, I mean, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Like I said, I didn't hate it. I mean, it was a good movie still. But what would you rate it, Raul? I would I would rate it around an 8, maybe 8.5 on a second viewing, but a strong 8. I'm not saying it's top 5, but, you know, top 10. Yeah, yeah I don't think – I've watched a lot of 2023. I don't think it'll crack my top 10. Because I already mm-hmm. wrote out my top 10, and I'm at, like, 13 movies that I just can't decide which three to throw off the list. Like, talk to me. Have you guys seen Talk to Me? Yes. No, I, I, I have not yet. I watched it twice. The first time I was like, yeah, that was good. And the second time, I'm like, boy, that's great. I, I, It's such an original concept on that movie. Yeah, that that's another one that's on my short list. Also, listeners, this this concu- concludes our, our spoiler discussion yes. of Exorcist Believers. So now we're back to our regular shit. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, what do you have for horror happenings? So the new Fortnite season dropped, so I don't have anything for horror happenings. No, I tried to watch Exorcist and I fell asleep. And Okay, I- but if you're gonna if you if you fell asleep watching the original Exorcist, are you really gonna complain that you also fell asleep watching That's Believer? what I was going to say okay so i have to give it a second chance 
because I, you guys, I used to think the exorcism boring. Um, but yeah, I try to do that, and then I just rewatch the sex scene in Christmas Bloody Christmas like ten thousand times, and that was my horror happening. So I freaking love that movie. I'm just kidding, but yeah, that's. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie, but I have a love-hate relationship with that sex scene. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you why real fast, in case I forget. Okay, yeah, I'm a bad parent up front, guys, okay? I'm le- I le- my son comes in the room. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I remember this movie because he had seen parts of it before, so I was watching it. The sex scene for kids sucks because usually a sex scene, I'll skip it. It's the only thing I care about I'm not seeing. I don't care if he sees gore. I mean, whatever. He's yeah. on YouTube. He's seen it all. So, <clears throat> but the sex scene intertwined with the murder of some other people. So it cuts yes. back and forth. So it's he like, I'm, fat, trying to, I'm trying to skip the sex scene to just let him see the murder scene. But it's like, every time I hit skip 10 seconds, it kept coming up to the sex scene and skipping the murder scene. I'm like, this is not working out very well for me here. I did a bad job of like fast forwarding those parts <laughs> for him. Like every time I turn it on, he's like going down and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm like, Dylan, just leave the room for a few minutes and come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will say the um the 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 murders, but what fuck it, we'll get into it in a bit. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so actually you've been playing Fortnite and flick of the bean to the movie. <laughs> My wife no. hates that hates that term, no. and, she, and she hates and she hates when I say "rub one out." I mean, she hates those terms so much. But they're flicking the bean has to pop up. They they are, but they're funny, right, Raul? They're funny as hell. I don't. <laughs> I know. I'm an innocent. <clears throat> oh fuck, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's face was like. <laughs> Spit my drink out. Okay. That was funny. That was funny right there. Okay. Hope, hope, hope you're marking this as explicit episode. I mark them all as explicit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I figured so. But yeah, that's uh, lots of Fortnite. You guys should join me. Oh, Fortnite just had a uh, the Peter Griffin. Uh, skin unveiled he's in the battle pass this season and in the game as a villain that's hilarious i freaking love peter griffin but that yeah who doesn't just introduced a new like lego world version of fortnite where it's like a survival open world and you play as legos and so that is taking up my time I get so no gaming fun. time. My gaming is on my phone because I get gaming for like three minutes intervals throughout my day. Game is life in this house. I wish I had the time to do like PS4 because if anybody out there plays Clash Royale, that's all I've been playing for like five years on my phone now, Clash Royale. Yeah. it's. I have to have my game time. And I do have a PS4 hooked up in my bedroom because that's what I use for my like Blu-ray player. I, I just never could pop in a game. I, I do watch a lot of the videos though, like um, 
Well, speaking of video games, you know, another horror happening. Did you guys watch Five Nights at Freddy's movie? Yes. I really liked it. I watched it with my son, who's a big fan of that. He's like, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And I liked <laughs> it too. You know, the character designs in this movie were tremendous. I mean, yeah. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the characters. You know, Freddy, Foxy, Bonnie, Chica. Oh, I love them. See, I'm hip like them young kids. I know those characters. Exactly. Only because I got him a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, advent calendar to open this year for Christmas that he's been opening each day as like a little miniature, you know, FNAF figure. Yeah. For each I should have really. gotten her that one. It was, it's cool. It really I got cool. her a Disney one. Can't go wrong with Disney. But yeah, he's a. Uh, how how old's your daughter? She's ten. Okay, yeah, he'll be ten in a month. So, the yeah, they're right. Thing. They're right in that age group where they're watching these, because that's what's fun about Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, this game really took on a life of its own mm-hmm. with the with the YouTube stuff, the content creators that would make the uh, videos on YouTube. That actually, that's what led to this movie. If you look up all the stuff about it. It just fascinates me that our kids, when they grow up, are going to look back at that. Like we looked at, like, you know, slashes of our youth or whatever age you grew up in. They're going to look yeah. at Five Nights at Freddy's going to have a special place in their heart for the rest of their life. I mean, yeah. they're, that's going to be their thing. And I'm so glad because it is, it's creepy and I love it. Yeah, it is really cool. She really likes it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's I'm getting good with it because I'm like, that's a horror thing. Cool. Oh, yeah, Dylan's getting a Five Night at Freddy's Christmas this year. Guarantee you that. Well, I can't say what she's going to get because she's, like, freaking listening, but... Well, I don't know what Santa's going to bring him, but I'm just saying a couple gifts from his siblings and stuff. It'll be a Five Night at Freddy's Christmas from them. That's for sure. I see Raul has a new... Uh... You can't Are you hear in a... No, I, I I can hear you guys. Sorry, oh. I had to run out real quick. I, I, I just want to say real scratching fast. at the door. Well, I think I hijacked uh, Ashley's horror happening, so I'll shut up here in a second. But Raul, you're in a new—is uh, this a new room? Like podcast oh, it's, room? It's, the it's it's the old room. It just got a makeover this year. Oh, oh, it looks really cool. Okay, continue on, Ashley. What else have you been watching? That's it. Christmas movies. I watched. Uh, damn it! What the fuck is that movie? I watched Violent Night today. Mm, still that, haven't seen a, it. That's a good one. I like that movie. That's the I one where the plot really is. Movie, but... No, it's more of action comedy. I uh, it has Beverly D'Angelo in it. I haven't seen it since last year. That's where like the real life Santa defends a home. Yeah. So kind of like the the reverse of a Silent Night Deadly Night Santa slasher. Yeah, you know, Santa's he's, in there defending the home from like these people who are trying to steal these something out of a vault of this house or something. So isn't yeah. isn't that just Die Hard with Santa? I've never seen Die Hard. Well, you haven't seen one of the best Christmas movies ever made, Die Hard. Oh my gosh. Oh. I feel like we already discussed this. We probably did the last two Christmas episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. We probably did. 
Yeah. Yes. By the way, is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, guys? You bet your ass it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is no a Christmas opinion. movie. It's no a Christmas. You know, you know what else is a Christmas movie is Jurassic World. Jurassic World, like the the first one of the three. Yeah, the first one of this of this new trilogy is a Christmas yeah, okay. movie. I saw it at the theaters. I don't remember hardly anything about it except for Chris Pratt running around. So it took place at Christmas. I didn't even remember that in the movie. Yeah, it should. David it Harbour sure is hotter than Chris Pratt. Who is? Who? So Who's David hotter? Harbour is hotter than Chris Pratt. I don't even know who that is. That David is my Harper. contribution to the conversation. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Are you the guy who's Santa in Violent Night? And oh, in Stranger Things, and he's really hot. Okay, yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to also. But no. I mean, I don't I don't particularly find either of them attractive, but if it was if I had to pick between both of those two, I'd I'd pick Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Anyway, a, I'm gonna talk about my horror <laughs> happenings right quick. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, my horror happenings have been exactly this. And we're done. Yeah. You've had nothing for the first I time. I have absolutely nothing. I have not had time to like do anything. I've been trying to watch movies and I'll get like five minutes in and then I have to go do something else. I like uh life has just been stupid busy. That's why I'm constantly late getting episodes out. Um and I don't see that changing. <laughs> <laughs> In a little bit, but uh, yeah, it, it's just been so, so damn crazy. Um, I've barely had time to get these movies watched for the episode, but I'm really glad I did. Uh, tonight. Is it just like the time of year? Uh, yeah, it's the time of year. I'm, I'm back at school. Some changes at work. Um, it's just it, It's just things have been real, real busy. Um, but I wanted to treat myself a little bit. So, uh, depending on what time this recording gets done and over with, I actually might, uh, go watch, uh, Godzilla minus one tonight. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Well, we'll make sure we're done. I was talking because to Greg. Everyone, well, everyone that I've talked to is like, this is my number one movie of the year. It's the best movie in the whole world. So. That's that's essentially what Greg said today when we were messaging back and forth. Um, he he told me it's his favorite Godzilla movie now, and I'm like, oh, well, damn, okay. Yeah, um, I've heard that a lot, and um, Tombs has seen it twice now. So, damn Tombs. Tom be dedicated. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so yeah depending on what time we're we're done recording here the last showing tonight at the theater near me is at like 9 40 so yeah i i, I have heard nothing but great things about this movie i yeah. won't get to see it in the theater unfortunately so hopefully it's stream. like i said it's so hard to get out of the house and get to the movies i had to to go see thanksgiving but I'll catch this when it comes to streaming, and I really can't wait because I think the last 
you know, this run of Godzilla movies, I think it's been really good. I'm really a fan of this franchise. You know, the Godzilla King of Monsters, Godzilla vs. Kong, and they had that one in between that I thought was fantastic, Kong Skull Island. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see this movie. I really can't. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. Um, but that that's literally all I've been doing for horror happenings. But but I did uh if it wasn't for the fact that last time, long last episode, I'd said that I did finish another book, but I did not talk about it, I even wouldn't have anything to share for the reading room. But unfor- but fortunately, I do. Something. So, for Raul's reprehensible reading room, I want to talk about a book, and it's real short. It's a book called It's Me, Charlie by C.M. Guidros. And she's a she's a female author who wrote about another female author who writes um what is known in in reading circles as cliteriture <laughs> which is just yeah cliteriture uh which is you know smut? yeah smut <laughs> uh and i guess the stuff she writes is real graphic but she gets a fan and this fan becomes incredibly obsessed with her uh unhealthily obsessed with her to the point where he creates an alternate persona just to interact with her online and uh kind of catfishes her eventually finds out where where she, the author lives this dude kills his mom moves across the country to establish a life near the author and then essentially just abducts her um, so that he can be the perfect man for her. Because uh, in his mind, he's like, oh, well, she's writing all of these incredibly sexual things. She Mm -hmm. must want this in real life, not knowing that, you know, people can decompartmentalize things. Yeah. I guess not understanding that. Um, So, and, and, Thankfully, she does not get raped, um, but it, it definitely gets close to that. She definitely has some terrible things happen to her. One of the grossest things is that it, he is preparing for this encounter months and months in advance. And one of the things that she wrote was some spit play in <laughs> uh, in one of the in one of the books. Yeah. And um, the guy's like, oh, she must be down for this. So he saves up a cup of his spit to, let's say, live out some fantasies. But does it stop there? Oh, my Moses, no. He tops that thing off with a little bit of that sweet, sweet Jesus juice. And uh, a little icing on the cake. Yeah. And he he's like essentially waterboarding her with this concoction oh. of bodily fluids. 
And it, that that was gross. It was a gross scene. <laughs> Sounds gross. Just the word spit play doesn't sit well <laughs> with me. But, you know, I'm I'm down for a little. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you know, a little bit of spitting <laughs> here and there ain't welcome, you know? but you know, th- there's a difference between a little you know, a little little action and uh and getting waterboarded with a with a yeah. with a cup of spittle jizz, you know, like no one wants uh, that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and there's the difference, there's difference between your wife's spit or your spouse's spit and uh, a stranger that has you tied down spit. I mean, there's a difference between the two. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely. Really, between anyone that you want to be intimate with and anyone else, yep. there's a big difference between that. Um, now she does the the author does get out of this situation by realizing that. Their only way she can get the upper hand is to play along. So she she starts winning his trust, and she's like, "Oh, I, I, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. You are the perfect man. I want to recreate a scene where you know this guy is getting pegged by his lover, and the guy's like, I, I don't know, I don't know about that, you know." <laughs> And she's like, but yeah. you know, you've done you've done all this. What's one more thing? So she actually she gets the upper hand by convincing him that she's gonna tie him up and give him that sweet, sweet sexual experience. Um, but really what he does once he's tied up is take a, a fork and just start repeatedly stabbing his genitals until they just about pop like meatballs on a plate of spaghetti and rips those fuckers out of his nether regions and then just starts going to town on his stomach his chest his neck and she's just screaming like sounds like sounds like guinea pig sacrifice bill's favorite man it it was it this book was not as viscerally violent as some of the other books i've read but it was gross it was uncomfortable it was and considering what some women go through uh, as far as like unwelcome sexual advances from guys, it was uncomfortably realistic. Um, so it, it was a hard read, um, but I'm real. I, I love the ending and the comeuppance and all of that. It was a really, really great ending. Really great read. Recommend this to anyone that can stomach a pretty gross read. And again, that's "It's Me, Charlie" by C. M. Guidros. Raul's only books are hard reads. I know that because one stuck with me that you guys talked about maybe five or so episodes ago where a woman like stuffs raw meat in her vagina or something. I'm like, man, <laughs> Raul, where, where does, where the hell does he find these books? Oh my God. Like I thought Jack Ketchum was like a hard read, but Raul's pulling out this stuff. I'm like, man, just like on the, like, the dark web, you're reading this stuff. Like, are these published books? <laughs> the uh, yes, yes, they are. Some of them, some of them through publishers, some of them are self-published. Um, but they're all they're all good. And the funny, the funny thing that you mentioned that one, I assume we're talking about the Juana Burger Girl. Um, yeah, that that one was also a very mild read as far as violence goes. Wow, that's why I love your guys. Uh, somebody asked me the other day on 
somewhere like Facebook or something. Maybe it was like a messenger. Somebody had asked, what's the most like uh, extreme horror movie you've ever seen? And I always go back to one you guys reviewed on Raul's birthday month a year or two ago with Bill Van Vegel. It was Trauma. Remember oh, Trauma? Two thousand like a Oh my God. I won't even go into details. I just told him like, dude, just watch it. Just watch it. You'll see what I'm saying. Like who I mean, this whoever made that movie is probably being investigated by like the FBI. Like I would investigate him. Like who thinks up this stuff? But it was a good movie though. Trauma was a good movie. But man, it was disturbing. But I'm so glad I watched it. It's on TV now, guys. Go watch it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's so awesome. I mean, it's it it uh -huh. starts off hard, it stays yeah. hard, it ends hard. My gosh, oh God, that yeah. movie uh, it's like, intense, unrelentless. Man. Yeah. From it's start intense. to finish. It's Agreed. a nonstop party. That one. And I finished that one though. You did. There's something about <laughs> rotting plant people in that one. I couldn't. <laughs> uh well that's that's all we got before we get into our actual reviews awesome so we can jump into our reviews here for a bit i'm really excited for for this episode because it's been a while it feels like it's been a while since since i personally feel that we've had a lineup this solid um i rated I mean, not not to not to play my hand early, but I rated all of these movies really high. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so, I think if you guys are okay, are okay with this, uh, I'd like to go in this order: uh, first, uh, a Christmas horror story, and then Christmas Bloody Christmas, and ending off with All Through the House. Are you guys okay with that? I think that's mm -hmm. for the best. <laughs> yes I think that's yep yeah no, okay so uh, I picked a Christmas horror story this is my pick for the episode so uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give the synopsis CCCs here and I'll just use the IMDB one it says interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host a family brings home more than a Christmas tree a student documentary becomes a living nightmare a Christmas spirit terrorizes Santa slays evil I mean sure yeah that all that happens <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I use that voice. I'm just so excited for these but, reviews. <laughs> I liked it. You should every time read the trailer that way or the synopsis that way. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do my very best. Um, but uh, my gosh. So there's a lot going on in this movie with all the, 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 the 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 little the oh my gosh what uh and the, the vignettes right vignettes is that what we're calling them let's call yeah. them segments I don't know no you I don't think you can call them segments because they're not this really. is this is what's unique about this movie they enter you know how most anthologies a segment starts and ends 
then goes to the next one. It starts and ends. This one intertwines them all great. Yeah, and they, I mean, it, the, the, the characters even intertwine among segments. So it cuts from one to the other, one to the other. And they don't finalize any of the four to the last one. Very unique yeah. setup of an anthology. Yeah. What? So this one, um, kind of like a All Hallows Eve is well, not really because all those are pretty like very segmented in the videotape. Yeah. Um, but this one and Trick or Treat are like one of the the, the only two that Tr- pop in Trick my head treat. right now. Trick or Treat's a perfect example because you'll see a character in the background walking by that's a character in the next vignette, and they do intertwine. So that's a great example. Is Trick or Treat 06 or whatever that that version. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. There's got to be an actual word for it. Someone help us dumb shits out. Just put it in the comments (laughs) after you listen to this. I know there's a word for whatever's happening in this movie. (laughs) I mean, it it says here, interwoven stories. (laughs) I feel like there's... True. It's fine. No, there's you're actually you're right. There's a word for it, and we're all just collectively too dumb to know what it is. We need who's our intellectuals, Victor? Where are you? Oh, Victor would know. Victor would know so fast. Oh yeah, yeah. he would. He's a scholar. <laughs> He's a gentleman and a scholar. Yes, yeah. he Mike, is. Mike would probably know too. Mike, yes. <laughs> I should, we should just text him right now. He's probably. I don't know what's it in England. Real late. Oh, it's he's he's definitely asleep. You kidding? He's like mm-hmm. six hours ahead of us. Yeah. Um. So, I I love William Shatner as like the framing device for all of these, uh, little little stories because he's like narrating the entire town, uh, like what what's going on and shit like that. There's some yeah. real spooky shit. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it. Because I feel like we could go on a lot per story, you know. I I'm gonna echo I'm gonna echo what you said. Shatner is perfect being the DJ in Bailey Downs is the town. I mean, he's no Stephen McHattie from Pontypool. I'm gonna give Stephen McHattie from Pontypool the reward for best radio DJ in a horror movie. That movie's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. But Shatner really make gives you this cozy feeling sitting there with this little bottle of a uh, Southern comfort and eggnog or whatever he's drinking, setting the scene, making it a cozy feeling Christmas movie. You know, it, it doesn't cut back to him a lot in the movie, maybe four or five times for just briefly two minutes. But I think Shatner does a great job in this movie, tying it all together. Yeah. hundred percent. And there's so many this movie is really well written because there's so many tiny little callbacks from story to story i mean um at the beginning this the the storm and norman thing yeah you find out that william shatner is actually related to the family who like tries to grift grandma out of money yes yeah he briefly looks at the uh, i'm glad you caught that role because this is like the third time i've seen it it was the first time i caught that it was the family that went to see the aunt Edna or whatever her name is. And, uh, and they sent a Christmas card to him and I'm like, wow, that's that family. Like such, so genius how they intertwine these very small facts that you may or may not see. 
kind of like, you know, at the, at the beginning, the girl comes and gives the kids the key to get in the uh, old school. Well, that girl mm-hmm. hops in the car for the road trip, and she's a girl as part of that family. And then as that family drives away to the aunt's house, they pass a car on the side of the road. Well, that's a family going out to cut down their Christmas tree. So, yeah. like, they inter- they introduce all four stories within the first five minutes. But you don't really know that until later. So, it really yeah. genius how they intertwine the families like that. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, Ashley, I really want to hear what you thought about this movie because this was your first time watching it, right? Yes. Even though it was on Joe Bob, like, I didn't watch it for some reason. Uh, I watched this one after I watched All Through the House. So, it made, I really didn't hate it, but I also wasn't, like, super high on it. Like, it felt a little boring to me. Oh, that makes me so sad. What, what, which, which vignette did you think was like the one that brought it down the most? Which was your least favorite? Um, I don't. I think the one I didn't like the most was the little boy in the woods, and then he comes home different. Yep. I just Same think there. that was my least favorite one. It was like mostly just the parents arguing the whole time and. I don't know. It didn't like scare me. Uh, And then I was like, why is that little boy drinking orange juice and eating spaghetti together? What is the hell is that? So that's what you question about the boy. Not the fact that not that he climbed in his mom's bed and tried to fill up his mom and watch her in the shower. That that is so yuck. That is very yuck. It was so disgusting. Yeah, I just all around, I don't, I think that was my least favorite. But then I was like, if we're comparing sex scenes in movies, this movie has the sex scene that makes me want to yawn compared to the other <sighs> movie. So I was like, wow, what a boring sex scene. Okay, I, I will, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to defend this incredibly because I do agree with you. It is a boring sex scene, but. But two things. One, they are teenagers. They don't know how to have good sex. Were they teenagers? I don't They're I mean, depicting I they teenagers. Them. Yeah, I thought they were doing like a high school journal. Was it a, I couldn't remember if it was high school or they were in college. Plus, no, no, they, they were in high school. Them, neither of them had sex before, so I assume. No, high and then that's like underage sex. So now I'm like. The, and the, and the, and that's that's, that was what that's I, all that's the what '80s was, was was underage sex. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Ashley? It wasn't the '80s? I don't well, I don't know to start well, with you. Well, here was this movie. I didn't write like, that. Like as you age in cultural norms, yeah. you should abide by them. Okay, but also, so they're they're either way they're teenagers. They don't know how to have good sex. But also, <laughs> um, it what the home they were both virgins, um, yeah. but also the girl was being possessed, uh, by demon girl anti devil baby thing, um. Yeah. So like she she was, you know she wasn't like oh yeah give me that dick you know like <laughs> she was she like, was like 
I need to inseminate this womb. You know, like it, she was robotic <laughs> as fuck anyway. So yeah, like, they were. Yeah, it, the the sex wasn't gonna be good. You know, there's no good thing about what happened. And what was a little weird about it was after she seduced him, she said, "What'd you do to me? How dare you do that?" It's like what? He was just sitting in the chair. Yeah. So I guess like she. She snapped out of it at that point in time because yeah. the de- the deed was done that the possession needed to take place for. I guess. Right. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, that vignette to me was my least favorite because it's like, oh, the kids are still in the basement. Oh, they're in the you basement still. I think you're right about that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was my least favorite. I, I, I'll tell you one thing I really liked about the vignette with the little boy is is the lore of the changeling. Um, because I've, I, you know, I've, I've looked up lore of the changelings and how they'll, they'll steal people's lives and impersonate them and whatnot. And I thought that was creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll mimic certain things, but they don't know how to act human. So I thought, uh, you know, that, that was really all really cool, but there's also really weird scenes. Like as a parent, I thought, well, what what would I do if my kid all of a sudden started depicting really weird behavior for not just them, but for like people or humans yeah. or like, like, would, would I be in tune enough as a parent to be able to say like something's wrong? You know, I think if the son is looking at mom in the shower and in bed, I'd probably say, yeah, something's wrong. I mean, that yeah. was really, that, I mean, that's the part of the story that disturbed me the most was the sexual aspect of it. It kind of like turned me off a little bit on the story. I'm like, why are they going here with this? That's true too. And it's just really weird. Like, like I glad they didn't take it further. Cause, cause when she, when the mom was in bed, they could have took it further. And I'm like, don't go there. Like, please. Like this is already really uncomfortable for me. Like I had nothing. Like I don't get butt hurt over much, but like, when an eight-year-old son climbs in to fill up his mom in bed, I'm like, this is not entertaining to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. <laughs> uh, really for, weird. So for, for me, I thought, like, this is, it's so wrong, but it's, I mean, it's a horror movie. I, I, I'm i I'm down to watch something. I'm not saying I'm down to watch this, but, like, like I, I came in here to feel unsettled, and you're right. Those scenes were yeah. unsettling. They made me feel gross. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's just the, 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 how an effective horror movie is going to make you feel. I will tell you that vignette had my absolute favorite scene in this entire movie. And what it was, was when, uh, was when the mom goes in to check on the boy. And for a brief moment, you see the boy's reflection in the window pane and you see what he looks like. And what his reflection in that window is so damn freaky and he's got his eyes open and they're glowing. It's so fucking scary, that reflection. And she, uh, she doesn't notice we notice, but when she turns around and obviously it's the little boy and he's just asleep in bed, but Holy shit. Like that, that was such a great moment of suspense where now we really, as the audience, we know something that the, that the characters don't know. And I love that. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that vignette. 
Yeah, and the poor guy that was like the caretaker of the doppelganger forest, he was just trying to help. And the mom shoots him. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this guy didn't have to call you to help you and warn you. She comes out to the woods and shoots him. I'm like, poor guy. Because he really cared about those little, like, doppelganger things. He just wanted to help the family and help her. But I could see why she was freaked out. I mean, the kid cut the hand off of the father. Like, that was a creepy scene, too. He has Christmas mm-hmm. lights wrapped around his neck, strangled him, his hand severed sitting next to him. Which, that was another weird tie run tieback was he was sitting on the couch drinking and uh, William Shatner is on the radio in the background and also he was the cop that investigated the kids that broke into the school in that viral video they watched. Remember that? I do. And that's why, that. and that's why he was on leave and the wife kind of said, you promised, I guess you wouldn't, you know, you would handle this better because he was on emotional leave. So another mm-hmm. tie, another tie-in. That's what I love about this movie, the tie-ins. You really got to watch it closely to catch everything. And a lot of things on this third watch I had was the first time I, I realized these tie-ins. But then we, we talked about what we didn't like. What about what we did like? The Santa and Elf storyline was amazing. The family yes. that went to the Krampus battle was amazing. Those I, two vignettes were incredible. I liked the Krampus one, except I thought their acting was a little bad. The family. I like the idea of it. I could see that. But yeah, yeah it, that it definitely good. felt like like the, those familial relationships weren't really established within uh, like among the actors, the, the acting between each other, all, all of them felt a little blocky, you know? Yeah. And the aunt, the aunt's gardener guy was Julian, not Julian Sands, but uh, Julian something. He was, he was the uh, grandpa from uh, anything for Jackson. And he was in a uh, for uh, vicious fun. Did you notice him? Did you ever see anything yeah. for Jackson? Yeah, yeah he was yeah, a, he's a great Yeah, he's a great actor. And he was Julian Richard Rich, Richings or something like that. Yeah, he was in it briefly, but what a great actor he was. Yeah, but he wasn't really utilized. Like, I mean, he gave like some no. cryptic messages and whatnot, and you should have yeah. done that. No. He, yeah, they underused him. But at this point in time, he hadn't really been in much horror movies, you know? That yeah, was years before these other couple he's been at recently. But I will say, I mean, did you guys like, uh, like the the family? Did did you feel sorry for what was happening to them? Yeah, I mean, the son gets drug away, and they can't find him in the woods. Like, if my son got drug away, I'd be devastated, and they have to go hide in a church or whatever. But like, I'd want to be out there looking for my son. I wouldn't, I'd feel like he's alone out there. So, yeah, I felt really sorry for the family. I didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't like them, and I didn't like the aunt either, but she was not supposed to be likable. But, like, I just thought something weird was going on with them the whole time. Like, 
Yeah. Like you said, like they didn't even know each other before walking into that. Yeah, I I'm see I Ashley, I'm I'm with you 100%. Um the I the 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 there's very little redeeming characters and qualities among the characters that made up or characteristics and qualities among the characters that made up the family. Like the kid was an asshat. Um the 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 girl had an attitude problem. Like the the mom was um like very belittling to her husband the husband was belittling to everyone like (laughs) they were all just kind of shitty people (laughs) i didn't feel sorry for them at all i thought the same exact thing because like the dad is like bankrupt stealing money and going to jail the daughter's a kleptomaniac the son's like f this f that and like breaks the krampus statue for no reason, just to be a little prick. Yeah, this is a family of assholes. You're right. They were. Yeah, I'm really, I'm honestly really glad that son died because if not, he would, uh, he was gonna be a serial killer, man. Probably. Yeah. Yes. No doubt was, about it. <laughs> that kid yeah. was a psychopath. He just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Like he, he was uh, being a dick on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like when he like just knocked over that Krampus statue and he's like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I look, I don't condone child violence, but someone's got to take this kid out to the back and beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yes. And then the mom just couldn't believe he was killing animals in the garage or whatever. Yeah. Remember he's, when they I mean, were he's not innocent. <laughs> They were remember they professed their sins to each other and everything. Yeah, I was I was the mom never really professed any sin. I was waiting for her to say like you didn't give me attention. I had an affair. Like for some weird reason, I had remembered that plot point, but did I miss something or did she profess some type of sin during that I don't, thing? I, no, I don't. Uh, she didn't profess anything, but I don't think she was like wanting to. I I, I don't. I I didn't get the idea. That she was like, uh, like, well, I don't have anything to confess. I, I got more of like, I didn't get the idea that she was an innocent. I just got the idea that she didn't want to confess what, what she was guilty of. Yeah. But the best segment was, in my opinion, and I love the family one with Krampus. I really like, well, let's talk about Krampus. Man, they didn't. They showed him full body. They didn't shy away with showing the character design. And it looked fantastic. I thought Krampus looked really good. Yeah. And he was jacked, man. Ooh. He was <laughs> yeah. mus- muscular. Mm-hmm. But I think the highlight of the movie, besides William Shatner and the DJ studio, would be the Santa and his wife, Martha, at the North Pole. That giant fortress they lived in, and all the little elves that go crazy and turn into zombies. So much gore. I don't know how many head stompings I saw in this five minute killing period, but he I, he beheaded and head stomped every elf in that place. That was insane. Yeah. And then we're going full blown spoilers. Mm-hmm. If, and the reveal at the end. That Storm and Norman, 
from the very first moment of the movie when he put the sign saying "Fuck Christmas" and walked out of the studio, who would you who would have ever known that that was the reveal? Really, really cool. My final thought on this, and I'll shut up. Okay, just the intertwining of stories tremendously in the final reveal, and William Shatner setting the tone throughout the movie. I thought it was fantastic. I just really like this movie. Ashley, what did you feel about the reveal? Did were you were you surprised at it by it? Um I thought it was a cool twist. I was just bored with this movie. Oh, Ashley, that makes me so sad. Yeah. Uh, so and this might be me reading too far into it, but um, I think that that reveal is kind of like, and I, I don't mean to get political, but like there's a lot of talk about gun violence and whether or not to have more guns or less guns or anything like that. Um, but, you know, there's, there, there's, there's like this, there's this separation of mental dichotomy. Um, between like what people perceive gun violence and what gun violence actually is. And I, I feel like this might be kind of a commentary as to perceived violence versus actual violence, because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this perceived violence where grand uh, where grandpa fucking son of a bitch um, where Santa Claus is um, going around, you know, slicing L's, killing them with a with an axe, chopping them up, fucking decapitating them, curb yeah. stomping them. You're on Santa's side. You're like, fuck yeah, Santa, mess some elves up. When when the elves are like, I told you I don't want cookies, you reindeer fucking horde. Like, <laughs> like you are not on the elves' side. You're like, these elves need to get fucked up. And uh, and that that's that perceived violence, right? But when the veil's revealed and you realize that, oh, shit, this happened. Innocent people are dead. This was someone who was not stable mentally. And, like, all of this shit is, like, affecting people. It's not just a story or something you see in the news. That is the difference between perceived violence and actual violence. So I think, like... You like, like I said, you're on Santa's side, and then in the yeah. blink of an eye, you're like, "Oh, Santa's not well." True. Santa was not well. And again, that it might just be me reading too I far mean, into it. I mean, y'all talking about it is already made me up my score a half point, so. That's all, that's all I wanted, Ashley. Yeah. Yay. So I'll give you that. So it's a 4.5 instead of a 4. Oh, She gives it the Rob Zombie rating. Rob Zombie rating. The Rob Zombie rating. Fantastic. Well, um, I mean, like I said, there's other things we could talk about in the movie, but I don't want to get bogged down on this one because this is this probably has the most going on and the most we could talk about just because, you know, there are so many individual stories, Um, but we need we do need to move on. So 
Let's go to our ratings and recommendations. I'll start off first since it was my pick. I'm, I am I love this movie. Watch it every freaking year. I watch it every freaking year. Uh, and I'm going to give this a solid 9 out of 10 reindeer fucking horrors. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to say bye. Buy this movie. Watch it every year. It's such a great Christmas movie. I could see this as a once or once every other year watch for me. So, yeah. Uh, so Ashley, uh, what would what would you give it? I gave it a seven point five orange juice and spaghetti, and I would say stream it. I mean, that's honestly higher than I thought you that, were going to be. So I, was, I was about to say, I was about to say, I was expecting like a five. I'm going to go 8.5 out of 10. And that's my lowest rating of the night on these movies. And 8.5 is a good rating. 8.5 uh, beheaded elves, we'll say. Or maybe 8.5 elf elven head stomps. That, that's what made... But well, actually, no, what made the movie for me was I think what brought it up even a point or two would be Shatner in the studio. There's something about that grounding, you know, his dulcet tones of I love how he talks in the studio, how he drinks his booze and eggnog, how he ties a story together. I think Shatner has a real great screen presence in this movie. I think as, as good as any performance has ever had, believe it or not, that might sound stupid being Shatner was in maybe 10 minutes of this movie, but I think he really brought this movie together. And I think Shatner was a star of the movie for me. I really liked him in it. You know, I, I can't, Which, I can't argue with that. It is really funny to see how progressively more and more drunk William Shatner gets. As yeah, the because movie goes on. <laughs> he starts out by putting a little, a little, uh, a little pour into his eggnog. By the end of it, he's drinking straight out of the bottle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was really funny. Yeah, like yeah, because by the end of it, he's then more manic. Yeah, because by the end, at the beginning, he's like Susan over there in the side room controlling the board. Does a great job. By the end of it, he's like Susan's a bitch. She doesn't <laughs> listen to me. I'm like, yep, yep. I can see that bottle is down to about the end here. Shatner's getting. <laughs> getting uh rude <laughs> it was really funny um so so you gave us your rating what would your recommendation be would you buy rent avoid stream i mean i tell everybody to buy everything why not support physical media buy this sucker but if not it's streaming everywhere so do what you gotta do just as long as you go see it that's true just watch it yeah yeah Support just it. watch it all right so uh, let's move on to the next one on our dance card, and that's going to be Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Ashley, it was your pick, so go ahead, give us that sweep synopsisization. All right, let me see here. It's that is a stupid. Uh, it says it's Christmas Eve, and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire, and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into a battle for survival. That's true. 
Hold on, I'm pulling up my notes. Oh, oh yeah. come on already. Dead air, the, uh, sorry. Ashley is a it's her movie and she's not ready. No, Tim Tim, no notes. Uh would watch again. Jonah Ray is in it. The end. Eh. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, who's Jonah Ray? Me and Rollick. <laughs> what? Which one which one was Jonah Ray? You know, the tall skinny guy in the record shop that his girlfriend was in the toy store. Oh, I was too busy looking at his girlfriend. <laughs> he's the guy that she said to him, haven't you been together for a year? How are you this fucking stupid? When he like says, this is a gift I got my girlfriend. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He's amazing, cute, and funny. And I love him. He was so cool to everyone at the Jamboree in 2022. And oh, just, you got to meet him. Why was he yeah. at the Jamboree celebrating what exactly? Or just there as like a horror actor? He was or a there fan? to riff on a movie because he does MST3K and stuff like that. So he was there to riff on the movie Hogzilla. Wait, he is one nice. of the guys. In, he's one of the guys in Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, he was the host forever. Oh my god, I did not ever put two and two together because. I've seen a, a bunch of mystery science. I didn't know the people's names. He was a little chunkier back then. I never put that together. Wow. That just sounds that, so country. And that just shows like Joe Bagos, the horror, you know, this movie's directed by Joe Bagos. If anybody didn't know that, he made like Bliss, VFW. Oh yeah, you can totally tell. He's a big horror fan. So he's gonna put his horror icons into this. So that's so cool he put him in that movie. That's, yeah. that's tremendous. That's really cool. The thing that strikes me about this film is the coloration. And that's how you can really tell it's his film, just if you've watched his past work. But uh, I just at, really love the use of red and greens in this movie. And oh, black. Absolutely, Ashley. And that was one of the main things I wanted to mention was Joe Bagos and VFW had a lot of purple hues, you know, always coloring in the background. Bliss had a lot of orange and different things. This yeah. movie's use of red and green for Christmas. Joe Bagos is one of the best directors that can set an atmosphere. Yes. The atmosphere he creates in a movie is second to none. He, he pays attention to detail. In this movie, he reminds you in every scene, it's Christmas. There's Christmas lights in the background or snow, or something, every single scene, he reminds you, this is Christmas. And Joe Bagos spares no expense putting the detail and the love into his movies, creating an atmosphere. And I really appreciate about this guy. And I looked him up, and he does no upcoming projects, which really made me sad. So I dived a little, and I'm BB, it says no upcoming projects. So I dig, dug a little deeper. And he set to do rumored to do something but he said he wants to make this into a trilogy this movie may become a trilogy i'm 100 down for that because i i mean you got to up the ante so what's the next one it's gonna be like three killer santas then the last one's gonna be like an army of killer santas i am so up for it i'm trying to trying to see what he had oh, i wish i wrote it down 
Because I well, really Ashley, did. You're, Ashley, you're you're one hundred percent right. the The lighting in this movie is so damn like iconic. It's beautiful. Any anything between just like what? So there's a scene with this the Santa light burst through a, a door and just smashes through that noise, and behind yes. him is just a an an ungodly amount of just green light silhouetting silhouetting him and just streaming in through the windows there's like neon lights on on uh banister railings um later on the movie the santa has like green lasers just shooting out of his eyeballs (laughs) for like 15 minutes my gosh it's so damn cool like the lighting in this movie is beautifully unique like even though the closed toy store that like has no reason to be lit up like that. It's off yeah. hours, my God. Like it's so beautiful. Yeah, I think that's what elevated this for me because I also liked the story, but it's just, you know, a Santa killer. But like what he put into the film and all of the like personal touches of his preference, I think really like set it over the top for me. Yeah. And the kills were cool. The kills were bitching. Are you kidding? I mean, we're going to talk about the kills. Um, But before we get into that, we do need to discuss something that you referenced earlier. The sex scene? That that is that sex scene, baby. So, like, you tell me why it was good, and I'll tell you why it was bad. (laughs) There's no nudity in that, by the way. Really. So... It's just, I can't explain it without being really. Did you need nudity, Ashley, though? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are not going to like, what is this? There's no nudity in this sex scene. But it was just like the pure passion of Mm -hmm. the act and what was happening and like how it came together. And like, he just looked like he could do a pretty good job. I'm just saying. And, uh. It was just all of that together I really liked. But it was also because it was intercut with the kills. So it's like, dude eating a girl out like it's his last meal. Uh, Santa killing a family and a child next door. Uh, I just thought that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I to was, me, that was... very cool sex scene. Yeah, no, the, the murders were definitely the best part of that sex scene. I'll tell you what. Um <laughs> So the there's no nudity. Like I am sick to death about sex scenes in movies where people don't get naked. I defended the last one because they were children, because they you know they were teenagers and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. These are grown ass adults, not in their first sexual encounter, and they don't know that they should get naked all the way. You don't also, think the- it's hot to lay a woman down and just pull her panties to the side and just go at it? That's I was about to ask, are we going to get graphic here? Because if so, <laughs> let me do it. Because I didn't that, want to say it, but I said it. I, I'm on Ashley's side. That's hot as hell. She has knee-high socks. He pulls yes, her panties. As, Come on. He pulls her panties aside and just pleasures her. I mean, it to me, it was pretty damn hot. But okay, I okay, I do, I do agree. Panties, and she was wearing a thong. You know uh, that that is hot. But you know what's so not she hot? Had no ass, that, but I'm saying. Is that is that bra? Like, take the bra off. What are you fucking in middle school? You wanted the titty. Give 
Get rid of that shit. Also, the homeboy, when he takes his shirt off, he like he makes- comes <laughs> at her flexing. And I'm he like, flexes. dude, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, who are you flexing for? It's not for the girl. She's already naked in front of you, bitch. What are you doing? I mm-hmm. laughed so hard when he did I that. It was funny. It was the cringiest thing. No, it was hilarious. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I'm the man. Look what I'm going to do. And he did it. She was, was happy. Cute. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was cute. I thought it was fucking stupid. He showed a lot of restraint. He didn't even take his jeans off. Yeah, he didn't take his jeans off. He was there for her. He didn't need to. Mm, yeah. yeah. I yeah, he didn't get off. You're right. He didn't need to. <laughs> she was a very now, don't, don't, lover. now don't get me wrong. I have definitely a orally attacked, you know, vagina like like as he stated, <laughs> like a tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I have definitely been there and that's hot as fuck. But you know what I've done? Is take a goddamn jeans off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on a second, I gotta get ready. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I I don't want like this this scene was <laughs> like no, it was it was dumb. I care about his jeans. He just wanted to be buried down there. Let the man just This is going from an explicit to X rated podcast. <laughs> I mean, should we, should we dive deeper into this conversation or <laughs> I don't think we need to know any more about my sexual preferences. Okay, good. Good, then. Because <laughs> my son might listen to this someday. Yeah, and no. Your son, <laughs> and, your, and, and all our kids may listen to this when we're long gone 20 years from now or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> that might be the worst part. Is my son's probably definitely going to listen to this someday. But I know. <laughs> That's what I always think. When I, when I say stupid things on podcasts, I'm like, my kids are probably going to listen to this when I'm gone. Oh, jeez. But I'll be gone, so who cares? What are they going to say? They'll be like, that okay. was fucking awesome. That's or dad was a pervert. One of the two. No, sex sure? is good. It sure is. Mm-hmm. No, none of that Puritan stuff on this podcast. Also, also, oh, like next door at the same time, it was it was a, a recreation of um oh my gosh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, because you know, the two adults get mm-hmm. got real quick and then they you get a a, a a one-on-one interaction with Santa and you're not quite sure if you know, because in Silent Night Deadly Night, he pulls out that knife and he's like, Have you been good all year? And he leaves the girl alone. Hey, yeah, he spares her. Da- yeah. Yeah, and in this because one, Santa doesn't say a goddamn thing. He just raises that axe and be like, go fuck yourself, kid. <laughs> well, well, it's a robot. He doesn't have emotions. Like, Billy had emotions. He understood what it was to be like to be a kid. He was a tortured yeah. kid. Well, so I'm not he... saying it's a direct ripoff of that scene. I'm just saying that scene exists as an homage to that movie. Yeah, It's funny. I hate to go back to it. That's what we did last year, or two, three, or whatever year we did Silent Night Deadlight. But remember Ricky in part two? Uh, he let the little girl on the tricycle go by. You know, in Silent Deadly Night, there's no kid killings. This movie goes balls to the wall. Kids are not safe in this movie. I this guy's gonna like that. He's, he's gonna kill whoever's in his path, kid or not. Man, in that house, the brother-in-law gets curb stomped. The, <laughs> yeah. the 
the kid's oh, yeah. body, like decapitated body, gets flung through the window, and the brother in law is using it as like a fucking meat shield. <laughs> And was that brother no not the stupidest guy ever? He keeps like yelling out loud to like shut up. He's so like stupid. I know. It's like I hope you're killed first, guy. I really am. And and he was. <laughs> uh, he deserved to die. What an idiot that guy was. Also, how dumb is it that um what is it, Tori? Tori and Robbie, right? They get they get to Tori's house and they're like, Shh, you gotta be you gotta be quiet. We don't want to wake up my sister and her husband. And then they start playing rock music as loud as they freaking can throughout the entire house. I'm like, what the hell happened to being quiet? Are you just trying to drown out your moans? I guess so. And he pours salsa on the nachos before they put it in the oven. That's a crime. I agree with yeah, you on that. that. Well, you know, they, they, speaking of that, before we go into the movie further, is my good buddy, my BFF, Karen Wagner, she hates this movie because of the dialogue. You know, the dial, there's four, I looked this up, there's 487 cuss words in this movie. These people will cuss like sailors, mm-hmm. but I actually enjoy the dialogue in the movie because they're drunk and they're stoned. I mean, what do you expect? To, and I mean, I love the throwbacks to, I almost feel like it's like Joe Bagos is uh, what he thinks of movies and music, the amount of music talk they have, the amount of mu- movie talk they have. I love whenever like they're walking home and I wrote this down. Let me find it here. Where they say, yeah, she's like, uh, he's like, I love the Christmas story. And she's like, fuck the Christmas story, which I don't agree with that. I love the Christmas story. But then she's like, if you want to watch a Christmas movie, go back and watch Black Christmas. You know, 1974, she's talking about. He responds by saying, oh, you mean that Blumhouse movie? You know, the 2019? Yes. She's like, she's like you, I, I hate you. She's like, I hate you. You're a stupid piece of shit. I love <laughs> that conversation. Then when they that get in the apartment, funny. it was a whole sequel conversation. She's like, I'm going to make a point to say, Part two of all these horror movies are better than the first ones. Pet Cemetery 2. You got Edward Furlong in it. Clancy I Brown. I love that. I, I love know. the way she did that because I also think Pet Cemetery 2 is Me better too. than the first one. I, I'm in agreement with you on that one, Ashley. Not all these on the list. There's five I wrote down. She mentions. I agree with you on Pet Cemetery 2. I love that movie. I mean, I like them both. But then he's like, she's like, Child's Play 2, better. She's like, Hellbound. You know, uh, part two of Hellraiser, Butter. And then she said, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch, part two, which I'm going to be in the minority, I know, but I actually love Book of Shadows, Blair Witch, too. So I agreed with her on that one. But right, where you and I are off? brothers, dog, because that, yeah, I do not I like the first one, movie. love Book of Shadows. Hell yeah, man. I mean, I like both, but Book of Shadows to me is superior. I really think it is, especially for rewatchability. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, though, which goes off the rails is she's like alien covenant better. I'm like alien covenant. You could have said Prometheus or aliens, you know, 1986, the sequel or even, even alien, three, even alien, alien three or even, yeah. Fincher movie or even alien four resurrection, but you're going to throw out covenant. Really? That's where you lose me there. You know what I'm saying? Now don't get That's me wrong. Really- I love covenant. I love covenant, but of all of the oh, main I, movies, it's the weakest. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. 
And that's where she lost me. But I was all on her side on the other sequels there, for sure. So that was I. Just, I, I really like horror movies, and maybe now, maybe it's kind of with how meta it is. Is it becoming a cliche where, like, in a horror movie, the characters talk about other horror movies? But I still love it. Is it fan service? Yeah, sure. But I love it because it really registers with us horror fans because the common person that would watch these would be like book of shadows covenant who what the hell are these movies like they never saw these movies but we know these movies we love these movies so we love hearing their their opinions on these movies you know it just makes it fun it makes it a fun chat yeah i love that scene yeah it was it was really good i mean i did not agree with a lot of her opinions honestly um, I, I don't think, uh, Pet Cemetery 2 is better than the original. I, I prefer the original. Um, I think they're about, I think they're about equal, but I kind of on the last rewatch, maybe even lean towards two a smidge more, but I don't know. And Hellraiser, Hellbound, I love part two so much, oh, but yeah. there's something, something about that first one, I think is superior to part two. I think the first Hellraiser is a masterpiece of a movie. Child's Play was that other one they talked about. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think they're both equal. I mean, you have Chris Randon in part one, which is amazing. And the fact that nobody believes him about Chucky. But then part two, you got the amazing factory scene where they're running around like in a maze of Chucky. You know, I mean, so there's something I like in all these movies. But in my opinion, Raul, I'm with you, man. Book of Shadows. Blair Witch 2 is the superior Blair Witch. Don't get me started on that 2017 one or whatever, 16 or whatever year. I, I haven't oh. even seen it. I probably won't see it. I'm not going to lie. Don't, don't, don't bother. It goes back to found footage and it's, it's anticlimactic in my opinion. I don't want to hate on a movie. You know, I hate- oh, so just like the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> but the per- first the first one is so superior to part three. The Book of Shadows to me is the best of the trilogy by far. Yeah. Also, it has a super sexy goth girl. Oh, she is. Oh God, yeah. Me. I agree with you, man. I mean, both of those girls in that movie are hot as hell. The redhead and the black haired goth girl. I love when the black haired goth girl goes into the store. And throws the money at the girl at the register. He's like, keep the motherfucking chains, bitch. Remember that? And then I uh, do. I love that scene. And I, lo- I, I, know, I love man. the scene where the two guys in, uh, uh, in front of the store, one of them says, like, hey, Elvira, I got something you can suck the blood out of. Right? Yeah. And she, she, like, she doesn't hesitate. She just walks right up to him, kind of like squares up with him, and she just says, whip it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she don't give a she, fuck. No. Oh. I love that girl, man. She's so good. And the fact of, I love how they intertwine the, uh, you know, the reality of like, or not, not, I mean, the found footage aspect of it with real time movie, you know, when they look back at the scenes, rewind Mm -hmm. the scenes and how it all intertwines. And then the main guy, I think steals the show. He was a guy, I don't even remember his name now, Jeffrey Donovan or something like that. He was in like uh, burn notice, that had a, uh, you know, uh, Ash from Evil Dead. Uh, oh my God! What the? Uh, Bruce Campbell. He was in that TV show, and Jeffrey Donovan or whatever his name was really stole the show. I thought he was really good, 
in that role. I, I just think it was a terrific movie. Hundred percent, man. Uh, love how, that. How do we get? We got so off track on that. I don't know. Real quick, uh, let's let's talk about these kills real quick. I want everyone to go around and name their favorite kill. Ashley, we're gonna start with Brian. No, screw it. We're gonna start with you, Ashley. <laughs> no, screw it. I'll go first. So, um, my favorite kill, my favorite kill is no surprise to anybody is gonna be the kid because holy Moses, that kid got fucked up. <laughs> he got split in the face decapitated thrown through the window uses a human meat shield and then uses a club before finally just being discarded like a pile of trash kids like maybe maybe 10 years old probably nine years old (laughs) it was great loved it no that was my favorite kill the kid kill and i knew that you would love that they just like fucked that kid up so bad (laughs) They really did. I mean, like, I also really like the brother-in-law because he gets curb stomped on the stairs and you see it like mm-hmm. side angle, face split. Oh man, it got gooey and gooey. That that'd probably be like my second favorite kill. But that first one, first one definitely goes to the kid, man. I'm glad you mm-hmm. liked it too, Ashley. No, that wasn't <laughs> because I was not like when I first watched it, I really didn't expect them to go there. And they did go there. So, and plus, it was like a really inventive kill. So, I really liked it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so much. It's weird to say that it was fun, but it really was a really fun kill. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be your favorite one because I know how much shit you usually give me for like, yeah, killing kids, fuck them kids. But (laughs) that kid was. Oh no, it was just really brutal. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it crossed the line from yeah. mean spirited to just absurd. It just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Brian, what was your favorite kill, man? I don't know. I didn't give it much thought because there were so many, but I kind of think, you know, there's one thing that grosses me out and it's a curb stomp. Have you guys seen American History X? I sure have. Okay, that curb stomp scene when he tells that guy to put his teeth on the curb and then it shows him from a distance stomping the back of his head, mm-hmm. that just sticks with me as something that is horrifying. Yes. Like, it's hor- it's horrifying. So when I see, like, a curb stomp, and this was like a stair curb stomp, the guy's head was on the stair, not his mouth, but... You know, that, that scene in American Jack was so, like, sad. Like, it's, like, heartbreaking almost. I mean, yeah, they were trying to steal his truck, but do you deserve to be curb stomped with your teeth? Like, that is horrifyingly gross. So, like, when I see a curb stomp scene like that, it really affects me. And I think that that was probably my favorite kill in the movie was the brother-in-law's head stomp because that's a guy that I didn't feel sorry for. The guy was a douchebag. So curb stomp him or stair stomp him all day long. Give me that kill. No, I, I agree, man. I really enjoyed that kill. If if that if that kid hadn't gotten as fucked up as he did, that would have been my favorite kill. I can't remember. <laughs> I, 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 for, for some reason, I thought they cut away. Did they show him actually axe that kid? 
I can't remember. Uh, so, so a Tori, after she gets uh, devoured like a Thanksgiving turkey, uh, <laughs> she goes to the window, mm-hmm. and that's when she sees uh, yep. Santa mm-hmm. just chop that kid right in the face on the top of the head. Um, and, yeah. and she starts freaking out. I mean, you don't see, you don't see the decapitation, but you definitely see that kid's body get flung through the window and he, you don't have a head no more. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, he brings the kid over and throws, that's what got thrown through the window. Maybe I didn't remember that for some reason. Yeah. I should yeah, remember kid's that. Body, so yeah. Kid's that. body gets thrown through the window <laughs> and then the brother-in-law tries to use it. Oh as a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a meat shield. <laughs> yeah, that's when the guy has his back like to the wall under the window and like he gets thrown through. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. You know, some th- you know what I like about this movie a lot is um mm. well maybe we won't get to the end yet. Let's go to the next scene. Okay, after that house massacre, the cop that shows up, the cops in this movie are like the dumbest cops in the world. First of all, in the early scene where they're at the bar, the sheriff Played by Jeff Daniel Phillips, I believe is his name. I don't know. He's in all the Rob Zombie movies. He's taking shots while he's on ship. This is a sheriff of the town. So, you know, this isn't a very protected town. The sheriff's taking shots on shit, on duty. So then after this massacre and they call the cops, the cop comes, doesn't listen to her at all, puts her, tries to arrest them or whatever happens. He gets killed. Then she drives away finally. She's trying to tell the other cop, hey, I'm, this is, he's like, shut the fuck up, get on the ground. He cuffs her. It's like, are you even listening to what she's saying? Are you listening to anything she's saying? Like, this is a brittle little woman. Do you really think she's capable? I mean, I'm not not saying a woman like Ashley couldn't mask her 10 people in a cop, an armed cop, but like, <laughs> if Ashley pulled up to be covered in blood and was like, hey, I witnessed these murders. I think I'd give her a chance to explain herself before I throw her in cuffs. Throw the they back like didn't even give her a yeah no. no chance. He just cusses her out and says, "Shut up." So I don't think he liked her anyway. So thank God he took her straight back to the department where Jeff Daniel Phillips says, "Get those cuffs off her," and he listens to her story and believes her. But that first cop, it's like, oh my god, like there's a threat out there. Maybe you should listen to her her talking to you about the threat that you're about to enter. That you're about so to send I, an ambulance of people to. It, it feels really weird defending these things, but here I go again. I I do understand why why they did what they did, even as aggressively why they did uh, uh, what they did, because they have a, a police officer that showed up to a, a scene of a uh, of you know a reported murder, right? Uh, no, yeah. he was going to. No, he was going there because the other cop that first responded wasn't responding to his walking CB or whatever. So they yeah. were on the way there, I think. Well, well, hold on. So that that that, I think the first cop, the one that got killed right outside the house, he got called mm-hmm. in for the accident, right? The fender bender or whatever the hell. Um, yeah, because once, she backed once up he the was car. there, he called in, you know, murder, homicide, there's bodies here. That That's an obvious threat. And uh, now that cop is not responding over the radio. And this random woman shows up covered in blood driving that 
that officer's stolen cruiser. Um, but if I mean, he would have vis- gave her, if he, if he would have gave, yeah, visually bad, but give it five seconds to ever say, hey, he died. I got in his car because I was escaping a killer. Like five well, seconds could have explained it all. Okay, <laughs> but that five seconds needs to happen after she is secured because she that's true. Is, that's true. She is she is the threat right now. You know, that, it doesn't it doesn't matter what anything else is going on. She is the perceived threat right now. Once she is not a threat, then they should have listened to her. But they they stayed hostile to her the entire time. That one cop was still an asshole. Like he was yeah. just a, a dick. You know, yeah, but like what? once she was in handcuffs in the car, n- all right, now tell me, tell us what happened, what's going on, where's this mm-hmm. officer? Then, then that's when they need to listen to her, and they should have done that. that. But, but even after that, they were being assholes, and I'm like, okay, you're taking this way too damn far, and you're just being fucking dirtbags. Yeah, even back in the sheriff's office, he's still berating her. It's like she's like, my sister was just murdered. And no sympathy from the cop. He's just berating her, saying, basically, screw you. It's like, what? I don't know. I just didn't get it. But, I mean, that's we all know that's a cliche in a slasher movie. The cops are always going to be portrayed as stupid. They never believe the victim. And that's why these are their deaths. You know? And you know what I I love about that part, though? When... The Santa drives to the police station following her. I love that she pulls the pistol off that guy's hip, the jerk cop. And the the sheriff's like, no, let her have it. Like, basically, this is a situation where we're letting a a citizen be armed at this point. So, you know, the shit's hit the fan when you're letting a citizen handle a police weapon. Because that would never happen in real life. But they're like, what the hell? Okay, give her a gun. Hell, we could use the backup at this point, you know? So you know the shit hit the fan at that point. So I did like that. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Okay, also at the very, very end, the like, she gets wrecked. Santa gets wrecked. There's all these pieces of Santa flying around. She gets <laughs> she gets her hand cut off, and she's still like running. Well, I think she oh. got she she got three fingers cut off by the axe, not a hand. But yeah, three fingers. But still, that's devastating. Oh, I thought hey, I we, thought it was the whole hand. I will. I mean, no, it, that it hand was three was fingers. Yeah, it was. You skipped the part well, where after she got arrested, she went in the bathroom and smoked a joint. How ballsy is that to smoke a joint? That's when you know the shit did hit the fan. She's fine with just she's fine with smoking a joint in the bathroom of the police station. She's like, I don't care anymore. I need this. Yeah. But yeah, she got like three fingers cut off at that final scene back. And when I was thinking about it, she lured him back to her record store she owned. All that damaged product, he's dumping over VHS shelves. I'm like, dude, lure lure him to the store next door. You're destroying yeah. your own store here. I would have lured him back there. But <laughs> when he gets back there, remember whenever, like, after she blows him up and all this, the green laser eyes. Yes. Yeah. It just it adds to the atmosphere of Joe Bagos. You have snow falling down, Christmas lights. Now green laser pointer eyes coming out. 
badass. Yeah. I, uh, real quick, Brian, I do want to go back to something you said, and that is that there is no doubt in my mind that Ashley could absolutely go on a killing spree and kill <laughs> dozens of people. <laughs> Just yeah. What day it, it is and what set it, me off? It'd be it'd be a it'd be a dozen Rob Zombie fans and Chris Jericho. Oh that's, her, that, that, that's our hit list. Me and Chris Jericho one, one are Chris dead. Jericho. Chris Jericho <laughs> and me are in trouble. I want to hear more about that. You don't have to say it here if you're not comfortable with it. Text it to me sometime, okay. maybe. But I will. Like I. I I'm a fan of his podcast, and when he joined Joe Bob, remember on that episode of uh, Freak, or not, not Freaks, uh, Bloodsucking Freaks, he was on that one and sung their song, and I really liked it, and I was yeah. a big Chris Jericho fan as far as wrestling goes, And then, but after you said that, Damon Ashley kind of ruined it for me, because now, he, now I kind of hear the arrogance in his voice a little bit on his podcast, Yep. but uh, I still like the guy. I'm still, I'm, I'm always going to be on your side, obviously, but he did a uh, podcast recently with Eli Roth covering, covering Thanksgiving on the day of the release. I listened to it. Everybody go out and listen to that episode. If, if not for Chris Jericho, for um, Eli Roth. Eli Roth is a great interview. This podcast episode was incredible. That came out a couple of weeks ago. Eli Roth's thrown out names. Like he's like, I wanted to do something in the, in, in the, in the vein of something like Mother's Day 1980 or Pieces 1982 or Happy Birthday to Me 1981. He's throwing out these obscure slashers that only us three, you know, horror fans like anybody listening, obviously, would have seen or know of at least. Yeah. And he's, throw, he's throwing out like such obscure references that the normal, like, I can see like wrestling fans listen to podcasts be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? But we all can relate to these movies, these early 80s slashers that really inspired Eli Roth to make Thanksgiving. So it's a tremendous episode. Whether you love or hate Chris Jericho, listen to that episode for Eli Roth, because Eli Roth is a fantastic interview. The passion this guy has for the slasher genre and what he did in Thanksgiving. I'm just a big fan of Eli Roth. Like his love for horror cinema knows no bounds. I also am a big fan of Eli Roth. I think the guy's a great director. Maybe not the best human being, but I mean, he's a good, he's a big fan, great director. Um, yeah. yeah, he's, I, I, I love the work he does, man. So I, I'll listen to it, but not, not before I watch the movie. And it's going to be a bit before I watch it. I know. I'm so <laughs> bummed, Raul, because I really hope it comes to like, like Prime Video and Voodoo and all this. You can buy it for like 20 bucks. I will pay 20 bucks and buy this and watch it tomorrow if it will come out. But I think there's a contract where it's only going to Netflix and they put a four month delay after theaters, which I don't get because if the movies left the theaters and you can't pay to watch it anymore, why not just put it on Netflix? Then? Like what, why so, the delay? So does that include like the physical media release? Because I want to own this. Like I want it sitting on my shelf. I've been waiting 16 years for this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been there's such little information on it, but however it comes available, if it's before the four month Netflix thing in April, I'll buy it on Blu-ray. I'll and I I rarely buy Blu-rays. You know, 
I don't have Blu-ray type money where I can do that every day, but you know, I'll buy it on Blu-ray because I like it that much, or I'll buy it for 20 bucks on Vudu or prime or whatever. I will buy it. So I just hope there's an opportunity for people like us that don't want to wait another four months, you know? Yeah. Me too, man. That I, I need to, I need this movie in my veins. We're um, on video. We're on video chat right now. Can I pull back the curtains? Ashley's mm-hmm. eating something and it's making me, I don't even know what she's eating, but I'm so damn, you're making me hungry, Ashley. What the hell are you eating? Fajitas. Fajitas. Oh, can you mail me? I have, a, I have a buddy really that calls close. them fajitas. Fajitas. <laughs> I forgot to eat and, you know, as a diabetic, that can't happen. So I'm diabetic too and I need to eat and you're making me really angry as I watch this. Uh, I, <laughs> I want some. I want some of what you're eating. It looks so good. Okay. Uh real quick, back to this movie. I wanted to talk about the end. Where well, I was like, she... shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well let's let's keep let's keep the conversation going so you can get you can go eat something, Brian. Um uh, uh the uh towards the end of the movie, she like she grabs a, a conduit electrical conduit rips it out of the J box that it's attached to and then rips the electrical cords out of that and stabs like jams it right into homeboy's face uh mm-hmm. into the Santa Claus's face and I'm like yeah. I look I've tried to rip electrical conduit out of the wall and it is hard <laughs> that was that was smart of her to do that it really was natural uh it, it was smart play. I've talked to a lot of my friends on Messenger about this. A lot of people. And a lot of people's complaints are the dialogue in the first third. But a lot of other complaints in this movie are the fact that, excuse me, the fact that um, he, the ending goes on a little too long. Because she killed, she, she blows him up. She electrocutes him. She tasers him. Then it finally takes water to kill him and short him out. I, d- I disagree too. It reminds me of like Terminator. Like, yep. It, it could be a great uh, slasher. Yeah, I totally agree. Hear that, Jay the Dud? Hear that, buddy boy? We agree. But anyway, um, oh, he, there you. He, he pull, no, I know. We, we, I think we're all on Craig Morris' side, but it's a really fun debate. But the fact that he has one arm like Terminator pulling his body, like he, he's relentless. His mission is to kill this person, and he will stop in no ends to do it. So she uses like four different methods of killing him, but water finally shorts it up, which makes sense because electricity and water don't mix, right? Not usually. I just figure if they were using this as a weapon of war, they would have figured out the water early on. Yeah. But he well, was open. I mean, he he might have been so damaged that he though. did have exposed uh, yeah. components. Okay. Raul hit the nail on the head. I think he's waterproof almost through and through, except for the amount of abuse he went through. I mean, he had been blown to smithereens. <laughs> like, like, he has so many exposed circuits and wires. Electric yeah. will eventually shore you out. Yeah, that's You're, true. I mean, it only, it only takes... A little bit of of, uh, of contact to arc something so bad, it's almost catastrophic. Like a buddy of mine, 
uh, a coworker of mine were, were working in an electrical box uh, just yesterday, and um, he art uh, a component from a, a relay to a transformer terminal, and it it arced so damn bad. There was a big old pop, sparks flew everywhere, lots of smoke, and now we have an entire parking lot that doesn't have lights. Uh, oh so, my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happened. I mean, it uh, electricity can it, it doesn't take much to really fuck it up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing happened here. Like two months, about two or three months ago. Uh, we live in a neighborhood, and uh, at the front of it, I guess a transformer blew up. I heard this giant boom. And all the electric went out in our whole neighborhood for the day. A transformer blew up. Yeah, that was a. Yesterday. Oh, it did it. Yeah, it was yeah. a massive. It was a massive boom. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. And yeah, but it took them like eight hours to repair it with no electric. It was pretty intense. That sucks. No, mine was like forty minutes at most. Yeah, ours ours was like the full afternoon because. Picky, my wife, works from home, and she had to call off the half day. It was at least four hours. I can't remember. We left and went shopping and came home, and it was finally back on. But it was pretty intense. Like, I could hear the explosion from here, and I'm probably eh, like a fourth of a mile from the front of the neighborhood. So. so basically, the Santa got fucked up. That's pretty much yeah, what I, happened. Yeah, it's, it's the long and short of it, yes. So when he makes well, part two and three to this movie, what do you guys predict is going to happen? I, I well, I hope Tori takes her fucking bra off, or else she's going to have a real shitty sex scene again. I wonder if Tori will even be in that one. <laughs> I think it'll move on to another town and another situation. Because do you really think this town's going to have another one of these Sanders come back in there? They'd be really stupid too. Maybe the next like an one. Anthology type thing. Although it is a horror sequel, so. Not you know what? anthology. Not anthology. Never mind. Oh okay. Like, what if they just took a different concept next time? Maybe oh, they're gonna like, do like a. Like what John Carpenter wanted to do with Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I don't know what the future holds of this, but he did say he wants to make a trilogy out of this movie. And it's been greenlit, but he is making... I'm looking it up frantically right now. I wish I should have looked this up before. Go ahead. Carry on. But I'm Okay, here it is. He is working on an alien invasion horror movie right now. But then after that, He's getting funding to make a, a part two and three to Christmas, Bloody Christmas, which tells me that this is his baby because he didn't make a sequel to like BFW, Bliss, all those other things, uh, Mind's Eye or what I can't remember what his very first one was right offhand. I just look it up, but he wants to make a part two and three to Bloody Christmas, Bloody Christmas, which I'm Wouldn't all in on that. Great. If it was like one of the Santas came back from the future to stop the uh, the savior of humanity, I don't think that's going to happen. Born? I don't think that'll happen. 
But if it did, a spoof on ter- a spoof on Terminator, Terminator Two or Terminator Two, yeah, Terminator Two, you're referencing, yeah, a spoof on Terminator Two. Hell, let's throw Eddie Furlong in the movie. Why not? Let's do it. Your parents are dead. Your foster parents are dead. Is Wolfie yeah. all right? Wolfie's fine. Our dog's name is Max. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, are we? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. We let's let's get into ratings and recommendations for this movie. Get um, to the chopper. That's not even the same movie. I know that's Predator. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing out Arnie quotes at this point. Come with me if okay, you want so, to live. Uh, real quick, Brian. We got to keep moving. <laughs> Uh, so, Ashley, you, you, you picked this know. movie. Give us the rating and recommendations for it. Uh, I say this is a 9 out of 10 Christmas cream pies, and I think you should own this movie. <laughs> he he didn't cream pie a goddamn thing. We just established that he never took no, his pants it's, off. It's in the very first of the movie when you're getting those ads before you jump into the movie. There was oh, we didn't, Christmas cream we didn't. pies. Yeah, great point, Ashley. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was the genius of the beginning of the movie. They played like almost like 80s uh, TV commercials, and one of them integrated the robotic Santa into it, which set the storyline. Great job, Ashley, bringing that up. We should have mentioned that. Okay, Ashley, you you also just gave me the title for the episode because it is now Christmas cream pie. Oh, Yay! <laughs> uh, Christmas cream pies. Did you did you say what your recommendation was? I, I buy it. Buy okay. It's a must own. I agree. I agree. Nine point five. Nine point five. Good Moses. I love hearing that, Ashley. It's almost a perfect movie for me. <laughs> yeah, if only the sex scene had been good, then I, I'd be with you. <laughs> You just anyway, like, never mind. Well, oh, Ashley, how dare you? The audacity. Anyway, Brian, go for it. Well, this is going to be my highest rating of the night. I'm frankly looking at my letterbox now, trying to count them up. But I've seen about thir- 1,300 horror movies because I only, rank, only uh, log horror movies on my letterbox. Follow me, horror fanboy on letterbox. 1,300 movies. Now I have maybe 40 movies rated at 10, and this is one of them. This is a 10. This is a 10 out of a 10 for me. And I know people listen last episode was like, you said Black Christmas 74 was a 10. You said Saturday Night 1 and 2 were both a 10. Yes, they were. But this one's a 10 also. But I don't give 10s out lightly. I give a lot of 9s. But this is a solid 10. It really is. I absolutely love this movie. I had it at a 9.5 out of 10 like Ashley. On this rewatch, I bumped it up to a 10. I'm like, screw it. Let's do it. This is a freaking 10 for me, man. Like Joe Bagos hit a home run with this movie. And I really can't wait to see what he does next. The atmosphere he creates in his movies. The amazing dialogue. Hear that, Karen Wagner? The dialogue. Amazing. Bill Van Vagel, amazing. And I love this movie. It's a ton. 
I well, love your enthusiasm for it. 10 out of 10, what? Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. I guess stair head stumps. Stair head stumps. <laughs> And and you're I assume you would recommend we rate it oh. a buy. Buy own get the Blu-ray and frame it and put it on your wall. It's All right, it sounds like this is the kind of movie where you keep it under your pillow and rub it on your nipples. I sure do, and other places. <laughs> I do like that Visa card swipe transaction and my butt crack with this DVD. That's what I would do. Look at Ashley's face after I said that. She's like, she's like, like, I'm eating here, Brian. Shut up. (laughs) Actually, Raul, can you edit that out? That was kind of weird and gross. Absolutely not. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I so let me give my rating right quick. I'm right with Ashley. I'm, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10 dead children's bodies being used as meat shields. And I'm, <laughs> I'm giving it a buy because this movie is so much fun. If you don't like foul language, then I don't know why you're even listening to this podcast, but I know, right? like, <laughs> like it's fun. Great kills, great visuals, pretty good story. I mean, the story itself isn't very original or whatever but it it you really stop caring about the story when you just sit back and let this movie happen to you that sounds a weird like a weird thing to say but um yeah it's it's, yeah just let it happen baby um yeah this movie's so much fun i freaking love it um so yeah 9.5 out of 10 bye not 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 quite up with brian yeah, right, Ashley. We're we're eye to eye, baby. We did it. I don't think we. Have, I don't think we ever had a movie where all three of us said nine point five or above. No, but I'm really so, excited uh, to see where we all land on this next movie. So let's get into it. Ah, Brian, uh, you picked the next movie, All Through the House. Uh, let, let's, uh, we're going to have you give us the synopsisization. Oh, synopsis. Oh boy. Okay. Here on Google real quick, short one, a a drained Santa slayer leaves behind a grisly trail of mutilated, mutilated bodies as he heads towards his, the town's most feared home. You know, that's. Kind of not really a good synopsis, in my opinion, of this movie. It's all through the house, 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A movie that, a little backstory, two of my best buds, again, Karen Wagner, I mentioned, and Nathan Bartabaum from uh, HMP. We had discussed this. This movie came, we, we didn't cover this movie. But in a Christmas episode, maybe three or four years ago, on Phantom Galaxy that Nathan used to host, I brought up a movie that I'm like, man, guys, I just found this weird movie on like Tubi or something. And I don't remember the name of it. And I really couldn't find it at the time. And I'm like, all I can say is there was a bag of dicks. And then he looked <laughs> up. He's like, are you talking about all through the house? 2015. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Cause how many Chris movies involve a bag of dicks? And that's a spoiler here. But, <laughs> but, but if you want to watch a movie about a bag of dicks, this is the one. 
this movie is really messed up. It's a movie I just stumbled across one time. Like I said, like three or four or five years ago. And this is another one kind of like this Joe Bagos movie that the amount of Christmas decorations in this movie is off the chart. Yes. A girl comes to visit her, what, aunt or grandma, somebody in a wheelchair. And across the street is this crazy old lady. And, and this lady had a daughter that died when she, or went missing when they were young. And this girl that was visiting, obviously her mom or whatever, aunt across the street, knew that girl when they were growing up. And there was always a mystery what happened to this girl. And she got a letter saying, can you help me decorate my house? So I think I'm getting confusing here on how I'm describing this, but the girl with the aunt cross street comes over to the, you know, old lady who had the missing daughter says, yeah, I'll help you decorate the house. So she calls a few of her friends. They come and like, she's like, let's help this old neighbor of mine decorate her house for Christmas. They go in and this spoilers are plenty guys right here. I'm just saying it up front. Spoilers are plenty. Pause it right here and go watch all through the house. 2015. You won't be disappointed. So when they go in the house, this house is already decked from head to toe with Chris. There's full size, like Santa's everywhere. Like the full size freaking like Santa Claus is six foot tall all over the house. Lights everywhere, Christmas everywhere, outside's everywhere. It's like, what, in my opinion, I'm like, what more do you need decorating helpless? Like, this is already yeah. like 10, 10 times what I do, and I'm a Christmas nut. So, the old lady in the house is like, okay, I got to go run errands. Well, her errands involve going out and cutting off a bunch of dicks of guys in the neighborhood. And they're there decorating, and they start seeing, like, clues clues of what the hell is going on in this house yeah and the mystery un- unfolds from there what do you guys think of this movie have I've, you guys either seen has anybody seen this before i told you to watch it i've never seen this before and i was like pleasantly surprised because i was like well these actors man i don't know about this but it just kept me intrigued and I remember I was texting a friend while I was watching it. And I was like, this Santa just cut off this guy's dick. Uh, And then a little bit went by and I texted, I think, I 100% think that Santa's about to cut off someone else's dick. Like, I, <laughs> it just kept going. I didn't expect yeah. him to just continually be cutting off penises and then flopping on the floor. And I think that second penis, the cat was trying to get it. Mm-hmm. The amount of dicks cut off in this movie, <laughs> you know, ah. in, in hindsight, and in hindsight, you know, when I first watched the movie, I'm like, oh, my, because I watched this like a long time ago. And I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is like they're just going for shock value, but it really plays into the storyline and the plot line of the movie. Why is she cutting off dicks? It goes into the. I was just like, she's just cutting off penises. Whatever. I love how excited Ashley is about this movie. Raul, we need to guard ourselves if we ever meet her in person. 
Jeez. Oh no, I I already know Ashley's a dangerous person. <laughs> uh, so uh, real quick, I was like at ten minutes into this movie, I'm like, oh man, this dialogue's not very good. These people don't really know how to act like casually. Like the acting wasn't the best. Uh, I'm not quite sure why. What the aesthetic choice to give like a santa claus like a blackface mask was yeah like where did that he doesn't really seem scary or at least not initially but i'll tell you at at first 10 minutes 15 minutes into the movie i was like brian what are you making me watch man (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then and then you got the you know those those shears and just shink right Yep. Yeah, and that that it dick falls. just falls onto the ground, and I was like, Brian, I love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> when it all and came I... together for me, and I knew what, like, I kind of knew what was happening. I didn't know the twist that was going to happen at the end. Was when the the next door lady, she was like, "Drink my eggnog or whatever," and then she something is said about I... sex. She was like, "I'm celibate, and I'm content on remaining so." And I'm like, "Oh, she's cutting off dicks." I knew I had this weird feeling that eggnog I wouldn't drink that because she was really pushing the eggnog was weird. Uh, I thought the same thing I'm like there's something in go- that shit's drugged yep I mean you knew that the old lady was like very unhinged when she, that any thought of like a male anything was like she Dirty, was she filthy was. womanizing piece of shit or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, like she really she, hates dick. She hated men with a passion. She so did. much so that she had to have a mannequin there that she could just give a stern talking to all the time. Yeah, but she also kissed that mannequin's dickle area. Yes, she did. <sighs> this movie was demented. It was so weird. Yeah, but, well, yeah but, weird. but it just kept going. Like I was like, man, what's gonna happen next? I normally would like Raul said the acting and just the way these characters are talking. I don't know, just everything. I was like, this is gonna be like the Sharks of the Corn equivalent of yeah of a Christmas film. But then I was like, I got really into it. Same. Good. I'm glad you guys liked it. I really am because I, I tried to pick something that was, oh, something I thought maybe you guys hadn't seen because a lot of people haven't seen this movie. Yeah. And for a movie for a movie that was low budget and underseen, I think it's a good movie for a movie that's underseen and low budget. I was really surprised when I first watched this movie, and the only reason I watched it, of course, is, you know, me Christmas horror. I'm watching any stupid Christmas horror movie out there. This one really surprised me a lot. I really got a kick out of it. Brian, I'll do you one better. I don't think this was a pretty good movie. Like the more I got into it, the more I got invested in the story, the more I was like, wait, where's the where's the daughter? Where like what's going on with the dad? What's this backstory? What happened to this other girl's mom? Like I was intrigued. Uh at, at like honestly, the acting and the writing it stopped bothering me because of how invested I was in the mm-hmm. movie and just what was going on. Uh, some of the kills I'm so glad were to hear that. freaking amazing, dude. Like, 
Well, oh, this one girl gets like her fingers lopped off on screen and then like stabbed in the neck a lot or like cut mm-hmm. through the neck a lot with the thing. There was um, a lot of shears like from the burning 1981. A lot of shear yes. cutting, whether it be yeah. dicks or like fingers. The knife vertically through the titty. I like that. Oh, that was so good. That was such a good effect. Like knife through the titty in one way, out the other. My yep. gosh. I like that one. I mean, it yeah. would hurt, but. I prefer the word boobs, but yeah, I agree. That was a great one. <laughs> well, as long as um, you don't call them mommy milkers. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's worse. I agree. That's worse. But yeah, the titty kills, as y'all say, we're good. But uh, the, uh, yeah, I just, I just overall was really impressed with the movie. And again, I hate to keep rehashing this, but just the amount of Christmas decorations in this movie. Like if I was, if I was a movie director and I was making a Christmas horror movie, it's so easy to make sure what a $5 strand of lights in the background. That's not much to ask for. Throw it in there. And this movie did that times 10. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I liked all the decor. And, and of yep. course, like, okay. I, every, everyone knows my disdain for dolls, right? Well, guess yeah. what? Mannequins are just big ass dolls. So, like, that because house was freaky to me. Like, it was freaky. Yeah, like those dolls, and some of them looked like, uh, like kind of homages to other Santa Clauses. Like, one of them looked like a pretty direct homage to the quote unquote remake of Silent Night Deadly Night, the one that's just called uh, Silent Night with Santa Claus and a flamethrower. You guys know the one. Yeah, yeah that one. Oh yeah, yeah. seen it many times. Yeah, Ashes so one of the Santa Clauses looked just like that dude, right? Yeah. With like the dark of eyes course. and kind of like the cutout and whatnot. Oh, there were there were so many creepy like animatronic like tall Santa Clauses. Santa Claus. Yes. Did I say clauses? That was Santa, almost like a Santa, that was almost Santa one Claus. Of those, I remember when we recorded one time, uh Ashley said Santer. Santer. And then Ra- and Raul said that was the most Arkansas moment I've ever heard out of you. <laughs> when you're like, you're like, you're like Santa Claus. <laughs> or do you, you remember that? I think it was Silent Night, Night like three yeah, years yeah. ago. Like, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the most. But I, I'm looking through my notes now, and I don't even remember this scene. Maybe you guys can remind me, but I wrote down that he murders a couple was that the could have no it wasn't the lesbian couple because they were in the shower a girl goes out to the kitchen and she breaks out a dildo but then peanut butter and jelly yeah, and, cream, and cream cheese yes. cream cheese like you're gonna enter cream cheese into sex like oh god you got my limits but i the weird thing is i wrote them a note who keeps peanut butter in the refrigerator I thought what, that too. I was what, like, that's weird. What monster puts their <laughs> peanut butter in the refrigerator? They deserve to die. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what a monster. She was a monster. She but was that's a monster. the part where I was like, she's about to cut that guy's dick off again. <laughs> and, and then, 
it see it was very unfair that she that the killer killed both of those girls before we got a hot lesbian sex scene and we got to really see where that cream cheese was gonna go you know because i mean brian how dare you like talking about all these things about the sex scenes but my gosh you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kink same some cream cheese nah dog (laughs) no uh (laughs) thank you for the correction there because those two lesbians were freaking hot both of them I mean, I'm not going to, I'll cream cheese me up. Okay. I'm there for it. But, uh, God, God, I hope my kids don't ever listen to this, but, uh, okay. Can I go real fast to one of my favorite kills? Okay. My favorite, this is when I wrote down my favorite kill scene. Okay. The girl across the street that comes over to decorate, she lives with a wheelchair bound aunt or grandma. Oh, I know what you're about to say. The scene where, (laughs) <laughs> the killer the killer wheels her outside and throws her off a cliff. Then they actually have a, a shot from the background where you see her flying through the air almost like E.T. in front of the moon. And she's like, yes. in a wheelchair, flying off in the woods. Like, I couldn't I actually, that old lady. I had to rewind it. I'm like, you know what? The wheelchair kill in Friday 13th Part 2, machete to his face and he goes down the stairs, is my yeah. favorite wheel, wheelchair kill. Even above Mother, well, I don't know, maybe right there with Mother Superior at the end of Silent Night, Dead Night too. But this wheel wheelchair kill was pretty epic. You got to admit that was the kill of the movie to me because it was so comical. It wasn't meant to be comical, but it was comical. I was laughing my ass off when I saw that <laughs> yeah. scene. I, 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 that scene threw me into a coughing fit of hilarity. Man, I was. Is so damn funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, especially considering how like a foul mouth that grandma was. Oh, she she was drinking a bottle of booze through the whole movie, just bitching about everything. But that that's gonna be me. I mean, if I'm 80 years old in a wheelchair, I'm gonna drink a bottle of whiskey. I'm gonna be a really salty son of a bitch. Just saying. Look me up in yeah. 30 years. That'll be me. My grandma was swearing like a sailor, man. It is hilarious. Yeah, I know. And that's so cool about old people. Because, like, when my, my grandparents were the same way. Once you hit a certain age, you just don't care. You just say and yeah. do what you want. Like, why not? You're 85 years old. Do what the I, hell I, you want to do. No consequences. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when, so when grandpa, when, uh, but before grandpa passed away, uh, I loved hanging out with him and he would just say whatever the hell was on his mind. But also he would just be like, Raul, go, go get me a Pepsi. And I'd be like, all right, sure thing, grandpa. And sometimes other people would be like, yo dude, he's not, he, what are you talking about? You can't get him a Pepsi. He's got health issues. I'm like, he is 92 years old. He's lived his life. He's gone to war. He's served his country. He's been retired for longer than he's worked. If homeboy wants a Pepsi, I think he's yeah. on the Pepsi. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You're 92. Live a little, man. Yeah. I mean, Pepsi, Pepsi. That's that's nothing. My grandpa, who died at 89 years old, in his last year of his life, he had called me up and be like, "Hey," because he couldn't drive at that point in time. He's like, mm-hmm. "Can you bring me three bottles of uh, white Zinfandel?" Hell yeah, grandpa! And I did it every time for him. Damn You're 89 man. years old. Do what you want to do. Live it up, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. 
Now, real quick, we should talk about the ending of this movie, like the twist. Well, first of all, I think this movie is just an homage to a bunch of freaking movies. Like I said, a lot of the things was a lot of the Santas were homages to Killer Santas and other movies that uh, Brian, what you said, the, 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 the wheelchair kill seemed like a pretty blatant homage to the wheelchair kill and uh, Friday the 13th part two. Um, and Silent Night Naughty. Part Two, Naughty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 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 main twist of this movie was a big homage to um, one of my favorite eighty slashers, and that's uh, Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I feel like I've talked too much. Let Ashley yeah. answer. Is exactly what I thought at the end of this movie. I was like, okay, we're doing a sleepaway camp thing, sort of. Uh, just this mom, this aunt, mom, whatever, took it a little further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Because, I mean, the the aunt, you know, I got, I got you a whole bag. You know, that crazy bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> aunt Julie, Aunt Julie. Um, so all she did was dress Angela in women's clothes and, and whatnot, but nah, this mom straight cut Peter's Peter right off. And, um, yeah, that, that's what happened, you know, castrated her son. And then the whole reason that the killer is chopping off dicks and putting them in a bag is that was an homage to Dr. Giggles. Because Dr. Giggles had a, a a bag of hearts that he was just going to randomly put in. And this killer had a bag of dicks that he wanted to get a dick, you know, between his legs. And then I thought, yo, first of all, that's not how science works. And second of all. <laughs> no, they're not going to be able to, to do that. Yeah, but like if 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 we're gonna pretend that's how science works, why limit yourself to one dick? You could be like Octo Dick Man, or maybe if you want like I don't know. Put one on top of the other. Get extra long with it. If he was smart, he would have found a way to get Kid Cudi's dick from X because that home that that thing was like knocking his knees. True, but I that's that was my number one movie that year. That was a prosthetic, unfortunately. But hey. That was insane. That was like almost like the scene from uh uh Dark Diggler. What was that movie? Remember, we whips out the end and hangs to his knees. It's like what? Remember Dark Diggler? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think I do. Played by Mark Mark Wahlberg. That amazing movie. Oh my god! Listeners are yelling right now at the screen. That amazing movie with Mark Wahlberg played Dark Diggler, the porn star. It had Burt Reynolds was in it, and uh, and uh, that amazing guy who played Capote. Oh God! Yeah, just type in Dark Diggler. No, he's clue. a fake. You know, you'll know this movie. You'll remember it. Trust me, I guarantee you'll remember it. I see Raul looking it up now. Right? I'll wait and let you look it up. Yeah, go. Give me a second. We've all Diggler established story? that. I... Is it literally called the Dark Diggler story? No, that's like a documentary about it. Uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah. That's okay. it. Have you seen that movie? And Heather Graham plays Roller Girl, an iconic character in it. 
Raw, have you seen Boogie Nights? Amazing. I, I know movie. I have. And the final scene, Mark Wahlberg pulls it out and uh, in front of the mirror and is like, yeah, I'm a stud. And it's like a prosthetic. It's hanging like below his knees. Like, seriously, like, probably like 20 inches. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. This is getting into weird territory. We're talking about this, but there's been a, a it, lot of dick talk. This a lot of dick and sex talk. This somehow more than usual. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven Boogie Nights. Check it out, guys. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's on Showtime right now and Paramount. I mean, tremendous movie. Really good. Burr Reynolds, fantastic in it. I believe he was the porn producer in it. I I want to say I've seen it, but uh. I don't, it's not ringing any bells. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Um, but back to the bag of dicks. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that when the when the Santa Claus opens the bag of dicks and you just see like nine dicks in there. <laughs> and he shows his mom and she's like, oh, well, you certainly have a lot of shapes and sizes to choose from. Which yeah. one do you want? And he picks the one mm -hmm. that's not in the bag and it's tied to the table. <laughs> he didn't even have to cut off all the dicks. I, that's what that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, damn, dude. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's just being mean at this point. Yeah, I'd probably be mean too if somebody chopped it off. I'd probably go into a rage myself. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, we've been in splits on this whole episode. Let's just go there, okay, guys? My neighbor that and that lived behind me before had an affair with the neighbor's wife next door. Well, the husband of the girl, the wife, Walked next door with a shotgun and blew his dick off. Oh, this is a true story. God. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it, this isn't a John Wayne Bobbitt situation where if he gets cut off, he gets sewed back on. Like with a shotgun, it's probably obliterated. I didn't ask <laughs> the guy. I didn't want to approach that subject. I didn't really know the guy. He only lived behind me. And I'm like, hmm, this is my old neighborhood, not the one I live in now. And um, I'm thinking, man. That's Raul. Ashley can't speak this, but Raul, we're nothing without our penis. Am I right? I'm, Am I right sorry, I was right? I was nodding. I was nodding my head, and I realized people can't hear that. But yeah, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I can't imagine faces for that story. That one's going on the Twitter. Oh God, I'm kind of sad I told that story, but my point. As it relates to this movie is, okay, we didn't really tell the story about it. Okay, so the mom, when this kid was born, was a guy. She wanted a girl, right? So she cut off the kid's penis. And then later, she wants to get him a new one and reattach it. Like, why the mind changed? What changed here? Is that, am I getting that right? That was the situation, no, no. correct? Yeah, no, that's that's what's happening. That's, that's what the movie is doing <clears throat> to you. So why is she all of a sudden want to make him? So it's a boy. Then she wants to make him a girl. And then she wants, he wants to make her a man again. Uh, 
I have a theory. So, I have a theory. So okay, it's not it. that the mom wants to make him a boy. In fact, the mom says, don't worry. I know I can't fix him. Right. It, but the mom is just using the killer to lure in our main character because that is the daughter she never had. And now that she has the main character, she's going to kill her, her son. Right. That she cut the wow. dick off of. Yeah. I didn't even get that in the two viewings I've had. Great point, Raul. That is it. Because she the whole hang-up with the mom is she needed a daughter. She was disappointed yes. she didn't have a daughter. I mean, when you cut the penis off of your son, I think it's pretty clear you wanted a daughter. So that is a great point you brought up. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't really grasp that part. I thought she was a nutcase. Well, well she, she is. is that, but, without yeah. question. No, you're right. But yeah, she wasn't she she a long time ago she gave up on the daughter she made out of the son she got. And she she was just writing that off as a loss and then when, you know, the, her son came back, um she just used him as an instrument as a means to an end to obtain her actual goal which is the daughter she never got. Yes, that's what I got from it. Great point, guys. You know, I like I said, I only I watched a movie years ago. So on this last viewing, I, I don't I may have been busy doing other things, so I don't quite remember, but they said she the daughter went missing for years. So do we assume she was tied up in the basement that whole time? Uh waiting maybe to be it's it's kind of hard to say. Because uh, at one point, the, her husband gets uh, hauled off to jail because he gets blamed for their child's genital mutilation, um, yeah. and then she, and then and then the child goes into like goes insane, I guess, according to the movie, and goes into a mental institution where oh, they've been yeah. up until that point. You're right. You're right. Yep, that's what happened. But and there then, is I an think... unaccounted period of time between the time where she cut the dick off to the time where they, the husband gets thrown in jail. So I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't think it's a movie we have to analyze it that much. I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> this, yeah, is, this is a movie. Sure either. This is a movie about cutting movie. off some dicks. Yeah. What, what what did you say, Ashley? I don't remember. Okay. It was it was gone that quickly. Good, just like all those dicks. <laughs> all right, so um, let's go ahead and and throw our ratings and recommendations for this <clears throat> movie. Um, Brian, it was your pick, so you give us you go first, man. Give us your rating and recommendation. Well, I gave um. Christmas Horror Story, 8.5. Christmas Play Christmas, a 10. I'm going to go in the middle here and say this is a solid 9 out of 10. I can't believe I'm saying that because this is a movie that nobody talks about. It's low budget. Maybe it's not shot great. But again, the attention to detail in the Christmas decorations, the storyline, the originality of the storyline. Don't let it turn you off in the beginning because I remember when I first watched this, the CGI like blood in the first like dick cut off scene 
I was like, what? This is stupid. This is cheesy. Like, this is a straight to two B type movie. But no, it got better as it went on. The practical effects actually got better as they went on and went away from CGI, I think. And I really recommend anybody go out and buy this or rent it. It's definitely worth a watch. It's a nine out of 10. Agreed. Hard agree, man. Nine out of 10. What though? Uh, well, it doesn't have to be like severed dicks. Severed dicks. Or, or nine out of 10 bags in a dick. Brian, you eight, son of a bitch. Eight, eight maids of milking, nine dicks in a bag. Nah, five <laughs> bags of dicks. Yeah, that's what I was going Four for. Four bags of dicks, three bags of dicks, two bags of dicks, <laughs> and one big bag of dicks. That's this movie. <laughs> yeah, put that on my rating. Some variation of that. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear your guys' ratings because I brought this movie to your lives. I really hope you guys, I think you guys liked it. (laughs) Ashley's shaking her head. I'm looking on video. I'm so sorry for my rendition of 12 Days of Christmas with just bags of dicks. (laughs) I gave this 8.5 out of 10 knife through the titty and I say... I'm going to buy it. I would say buy it. Just do it. Yes. Nice. Uh, I'm going to come in the highest out of everyone. Um, And you know what? Damn it. Now I have to change mine because Brian took it. Not quite sure what I'm going (sighs) to. You know what? Fuck it. I'll still say bag of dicks. Yeah. (laughs) 10 out of 10 bags of dicks. And guys, if you Christmas is coming up, you got to watch it. It's Christmas season right now. If you can't afford to buy it or don't want to wait for it to come just stream it for free. It's on Tubi, Pluto TV, Amazon prime through freebie Plex. It's on Fubo TV subscription. It says, so I mean, heck just go, go to Tubi or prime. Everybody can do that. It's free. Go watch it for free if you have to. And you're going to, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Don't go into it thinking it's going to be a masterpiece. It's low budget. It's B movie, but it, it, I think it's elevated in, in my opinion, above B movie level. I think it's a tremendous movie and worth a watch. I'm so it's, glad you guys it's, like it's that. independent horror. It's not yeah, big that, studio. That, it's independent horror. It's B plus. Yeah. I mean, it's not an A movie. It's B plus. But there are. It's creative. It's an homage to other movies. It's a love letter to the genre. It's great Christmas horror. Great kills. Pretty. I mean, the acting, the writing, uh, you know, like. But but it, oh, stick 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 with it, man. The story's great. Um, and of course the cherry on top, the big old bag of dicks. So yeah, I think I worded that wrong a little bit. I didn't mean to see it say B horror because this has a budget and it looks, it does look good. A lot of good practical effects. So I didn't mean to say B horror. I meant to say more like independent horror. I think Raul worded it better. It's independent horror. I mean, it's something that didn't hit the theaters, obviously. Some that went to went straight to VHS in the eighties and probably had a big success. 
But when things go to streaming in 2015 or whatever this movie was made, you know, sometimes it can get lost in the shuffle. But that's why we're here doing a podcast like this, bringing it light to the subject, you know? Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all of our ratings and recommendations. Brian, thank you so much for being on the episode, man. We we can't do a Christmas episode without having you on it. You are Christmas number one aficionado, dog. You are the biggest horror fan of Christmas horror movie I freaking know, and I love you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah. And I meant I meant to say, fuck you, Ashley. <laughs> because I gotta say that every time we join, that's me and Ashley's inside joke because she had John Brennan or whatever. Uh, yeah, he had a celebrity. Say fuck you to Brian. Yep, that was really funny. Yeah, a celebrity said fuck you, Brian, and I thank Ashley for that. And let me (laughs) give a shout. I give one quick shout to my buddy James Dean. He lives four minutes from my house, and he just made a horror movie XXX Slat Christmas. Or no, XXX Mess M A S. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. He lives just a couple neighborhoods down from me. Oh, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, really cool guy. And I'll be joining Phantom Galaxy. Nathan Barbaum from Horror Movie Podcast is bringing it back for one Christmas episode. And I'm going to re- review that movie. And he offered to send me a screener. And I said, no, I-, I will rent it. It comes out tomorrow, I think, at the time of this recording. And I'm going to rent this movie because I want to support him. And I want to see it because it's a Christmas horror movie. It's a Christmas violent slasher type movie that, and if I know James Dean, and I think I do, he's going to pull no punches. Raul, you're going to like this movie. Ashley, you may not, but I really want you guys to both go see it because it's going to be intense, an intense, incredible movie. He screened it in two theaters here in St. Louis, one in Philadelphia yesterday. And I can't wait to see this movie and talk about it. So James Dean's XXS must. I don't think I'm saying it right, but you know what I'm saying, guys. Sounds so awesome. thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so yeah, much absolutely. for having me on. See you next Christmas. <laughs> well, uh, Brian, real quick, since you're uh, plugging stuff, throw out any other plugs you might have for the, for the listeners and, and uh, wherever they can follow you at. Uh, horror movie fanboy on Twitter, but I don't even care about. I don't. I'm. You'll find me ranting on, annoying everybody on podcasts everywhere, and as a guest host, and I'm so thankful. I don't even know why you guys invite me on. Everybody invites me on. Thank you so much. I'm appreciating anybody that wants to hear me ramble on. But I just want to do one big plug, and that is, last year, Headlong into Monsters. Go back and listen to it. We talked Black Christmas, all three movies. Year before, we talked Silent Deadly Night Part 1 and 2. Go back and listen. I had a blast on Headlong on the Monsters. I love you guys, and uh, I'd love to see you next Christmas. I don't know what to talk about. We've covered all the biggies, but, hey, we'll find something to talk about We've next Christmas, some, right? There's a lot more Silent Night Deadly Nights to go. That's true. There's three other movies. Yeah. and I, And I like them. Surprisingly, I like the Toy Maker, the fifth one. That's oh, what I haven't says, actually. Yeah, I, I know seen that one. It's it's insanity. It's weird. Mickey Rooney stars in the movie, which 
I'll br- I'll I'll just bring all this up on the when we talk about it next episode. How about that? All right, all <laughs> right. sounds good, man. So, all right, so a, a year in advance. Now we know what three movies we're covering for next uh, next Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no part part four has nothing to do with Christmas. That's the problem. Oh. Part three and five are all Christmas. Part four has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, but Tor- it's still Silent Night, Deadly Night. I feel like we still have to do it to like complete the franchise, though. Yeah, we have. It's like a it's like a name hijack, like the Black Christmas 2019 hijacking well, the we name s- of the franchise. We did cover it. Yeah, we still did cover it. So, like, we either way, three movies next year. <laughs> Deal. Virtual Sweet. handshake right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and also, we got to have you on for another uh, for another episode because I mean, you're 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 not just a Christmas guy. You also have a lot of things to say about other horror movies. So uh, you know, we got to have you on some other time uh, between this year and next and next Christmas. Okay. We'll have you on again, man. I'll come on anytime. I'm honored to come on here. I really am honored. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, no, thank you, dude. I I freaking love having you on. Um, you you're one of my favorite people to interact with, dude. Um, love you to death. Thank you for being on and always being willing to be on. Um, Ashley, go ahead and throw out your plugs for the listeners. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and PlayStation Network and Xbox, whatever the fuck that's called, at Barely Ashley. Come play Fortnite with me. Nope. Um. And as far as other plugs go for the show, you can follow us on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter at Into Monsters. That's in the number two monsters. You can follow me personally at Raul versus Monsters. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Into underscore Monsters and visit our website at headlongintomonsters.godaddysites.com. You can also send us an email at headlongintomonsters at gmail.com. And that's going to be our episode for today. Ashley, what are we doing for the next one? We're going to do a year-end B-side for you guys where we're inviting the wonderful Greg and Pearl from Land of the Creeps on. And we're going to count down our top 10 number two, like direct sequels. Yes. Like like movies that follow the direct continuity of the first movie in a franchise. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be an amazing episode. I can't wait for that. I love Greg and Pearl. They're really close friends of mine. I love them from Land of the Creeps, obviously. Anybody has to listen to Land of the Creeps, um, I'll be on this most recent episode as well, probably dropping at the same time. But um, that's a really interesting subject. So you guys are going to talk sequel, like number two, specifically number two sequels to movie franchises? Yes, specifically movies that follow the continuity of the first movie. Okay, I'm going to throw out Friday the 13th Part 2. That's fine. That's I, my pick. I mean, for a little little peek behind the curtain. I think uh, Hellraiser Two is probably going to make my list. Ooh, we even Thank talked you. about that in this episode. Hmm. I love Hellraiser Two. Same. Well, uh, listeners, be sure to tune in for that next episode as we once again dive headlong into monsters. Bye.
<laughs> anyway, uh, well, I think I was. Uh, I think I was. Did, was there a humming sound in the background just now? Like, let's listen to this first. Is there humming now? No humming. Nope. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't going to screw up. I want to screw up the recording because Not I'm in the garage and it's getting a little chilly, and I had this little heater thing on me. This is a, this is like the only place I could find to not have one of my five kids jumping around in the background because who does that on a podcast? I'm joking, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> but no, you don't want so my kids. It, it, you don't want no, my kids near. They'll be like, I, I want to talk. I want to talk. I'll be like, Shh, if you if you need a heater on because it's it, like I said, it's cold over here. If you need she a heater like, on, go for it. I got a little space heater right right there. <laughs> 